very spectacular edition of Geeksters with your host Ed and Sean. Let's hope these guys don't suck. Ah, 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 ah. And welcome to 465 for Geeksters. I'm your host Ed. I'm your host Dracula. Blah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Sean. <coughs> <laughs> we don't suck. Well, that's that's a lot to throw at a trade to be getting. Oh, that's a lot of pressure. Can't guarantee you we may not suck a little. <laughs> uh, welcome to the program, everybody. So, how have you been? I'm all right. I'm, I'm a little sick, a little under the weather. So, I'm going to be here and I go, yeah, I got the sniffles and my throat kind of goes in and out. I had, I had that problem the last couple of days. I, this is like the first day I'm, <coughs> I'm actually like not coughing as badly or, oh. or sniffling or blowing my nose like a thousand right. times, you know. No wife, Stacy, she's also <laughs> sick under the weather. She called out today. She's uh, definitely, it's a we call it sinus infection of some sort. Uh. So she called out today and I'm like, oh, you're going to let me go to work by myself? All right. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> <sighs> so what you been doing this week? Uh, I did a few things. Uh, oh, by the way, folks, uh, welcome it's to our Halloween Spectacular Blah! It's being recorded on Devil's Night, my new favorite holiday. Ah, ah, ah! <laughs> it's also... Uh-oh, uh, 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 it's going to do I'm sure down here. Uh-oh. Uh, make sure. Okay, yeah, there there you you shut around. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There we go. Uh, this is also going to be our 10th anniversary... <laughs> Episode. <laughs> that was a creaky door. <laughs> wow, it's our, it's our, what do you call it, our 10th ten, anniversary <laughs> spectacular. Because it was 10 years ago, I think like a few days ago, that we recorded Secret Podcast Zero. Right, right. <laughs> do you remember what we talked about? Star Wars. Yeah. What was it? Episode. Uh, it was Zero. Episode zero? No, I meant like what, what, we were just talking Star Wars in general. Yeah, we just uh, no because I think didn't Disney just buy Star Wars at the time? Yes, they so, bought for four point four billion. I think it was right. And George Lucas sold his you know his baby yeah. <laughs> to Disney, and we're like, oh, we needed something to talk about, so that kind of gave us a you know an hour hour and a half of material, I think. Yeah, and then we posted it up just to see what would happen if we could do it. <laughs> it was like, hey, do you think we could post it on iTunes? <laughs> I don't see why not. Let's try it. Run! <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. And in a, in a decade later, still doing it. Can we do that? I think so. Let's try it. It'd be awesome. Now we need to. We need to. You know, if you like to give to our new, we need a new. We need a new soundboard. I'm trying to like. How can we get us to the 21st century, Ed? How? <laughs> I mean, there's so many things. There's Discord and there's TikTok. We can make TikTok videos. Like, hey, TikTok. Hey, TikTok. One of the geekers. <laughs> TikTok. Allow <laughs> me to be the face of the program. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. do fancy little dances. <laughs> <sighs> Because I, I do remember it was Halloween night that I was sitting there, I think, Blah. after, I think it was like, we did that on a Tuesday, and then like, I think it was like on a Friday or something like that, that these, uh, our Thanksgiving, uh, Halloween. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 10 years, folks. Still haven't gotten this done yet. Are you Yeah. 
So uh, I remember that I was sitting there figuring out like how are we gonna like I remember recording it, having this recording, and like how do we get it out to the masses right. and all that kind of stuff. And then we birthed something. We just don't know how to raise it. <laughs> and I, I think I think it was after the, like like I think it was like late night after all the trick or treaters. I went down, right. downstairs to the basement, and sat in my laptop, and figure out how to get on Ama- or, uh, iTunes, uh, iTunes, and uh, Google, and all those other uh, uh, podcasters. I mean, I was trying to find every every outlet we could. We could <laughs> shove this show in people's faces, going, "Try us, we're free, we're free." You might like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, happy anniversary, then. Yeah, happy anniversary. To you. It's ten years. What you get me? <laughs> What's a ten year anniversary? What is it? What paper? <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm surprised we we stuck it out this long. I thought we were gonna be done in a year. <laughs> I wasn't even gonna say I, six months. Stop. Six months. I, I, and I think I think I was telling somebody. I think we're gonna push six months. Like <laughs> it's gonna be like five months in a day or something like that. And that was it. <laughs> Let's see what is the tenth? It's ten and ten. <clears throat> ten. Ten for ten years. All right, all right. So there you go. Oh, Happy right. anniversary, Ed. <laughs> so so uh, yeah. Have so, you been with us for a decade? You're welcome. We're sorry. <laughs> is we're sorry. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I'm just hoping there's somebody right now going. I'm gonna go back and listen to them all. <laughs> like we said, every once in a while, I see, I see, like all the all the shows get downloaded somewhere. So somebody finds <laughs> us, somebody and starts and, and, and starts downloading every episode. And I'm listening, going, I'm "Oh, like, I can God. hear, the, I can hear the spiral." <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, they start off so good. About year four, boy, they hit a brick wall. Boy, then then there's that oh the dark time, the uh, the Aquanet time. <laughs> they're kind of good, kind of bad. Then they hit the wall. Then they're like, you know what? We're gonna destroy it all and go back to our roots. Two boobs in a basement, <laughs> and here we are ever since. Maybe with another game, we'll get a spike, and they'll be like, hey, would you like to go on TV? Be like, sure, make us faces for podcast. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I, I always wondered how we ended up with that gig. I mean, I know how we ended up with that gig. What the Aquanet? Yeah, and then there was there was weeks that I'm thinking, how are we going to pull this off? Like I remember the first <laughs> like couple weeks, like like, and I, I remember I remember so greatly that. Uh, uh, oh, oh, God, Jesus Christ! I can't think of his name. Ellis. Ellis. Yes. Ellis from Philly. Yeah, Ellis from Philly. That's it. I was trying to figure out his his podcast name. I didn't want to give his real name. Right. You know, and he was he was so gracious and and helping us out and all. And then, and then they <laughs> so gave, gracious and helping. He was like, "Hey, you know what? You guys ever think about doing on the, the internet radio? We need programming." I'm, okay. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of how it happened. What did he say? We. But I mean, I mean, he didn't have to do right, that so at all. Right. He could be like, "Oh my God, you guys suck." <laughs> Maybe they were doing that anyway. We got we got prime real estate Sunday night, <laughs> seven o'clock <laughs> to whatever. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't nobody, matter. Nobody, nobody's gonna listen to you weirdos. Yeah, well, okay, Kelly, we'll just be a break. watch language. <laughs> it's internet radio. Fuck off. <laughs> she can't say that. Fuck, I can't. <laughs> You're gonna get into trouble. Fuck that. <laughs> <sighs> Ah, uh, memories. Yeah. There are so many of them. So many terrible nightmares, too. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> there are moments I'm just like, oh, why did I say okay to that? 
<laughs> why did I? Why did I think that was a good idea? Some people just suck the life out of a show. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about me, folks. <laughs> <laughs> They're not all winners, folks. That's all I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> I, even myself have not been on on par or I, on even good some nights. Right. You could hear it. I'm phoning it in. <laughs> like, <sighs> forced laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that is so interesting. Really? No, no, no. Keep talking. I'll wait. No, I have to say. Oh, okay. No, that's okay. I'll keep walking. I'll just I'll keep waiting. Go ahead. Is that? Oh, sorry. Oh, I can't know. All right. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah. What did you do this week? Uh, well, I did a couple things. I uh, I saw uh, Fright Night 2, The New Blood. Oh! I rate it. And <laughs> I almost bought it on Voodoo. It's five bucks. Okay. Almost. Uh, almost. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I'm like, kind of want to see it, but I kind of don't. <laughs> like... Yeah, I mean it's a few years old. People either said see the ones who've seen it, seen it, and some have don't. Yeah, right. and uh, 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 just direct to video, and um, it's it's technically a sequel to the Fright Night remake, reboot, the reboot, yeah. right? Remake, yeah, um, yeah, and it was kind of weird because it was another remake. Really, it was a uh, 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 just a, just kind of a gender bender in terms of the vampire right. as a female, which I didn't have a problem with. But we were sitting there going. Cause it, it, it's pretty much plays out like the first one, right? You're going because there was characters are going. <coughs> there's one evil Ed, and you're, uh-huh. he's in it, and you're going. He died in the first right. one, like like how did he come back? You know, is he a vampire? You know, like right. Like you start to see these questions, and then you start to realize, going, oh, it's a, uh, it's a, it's the same story, just told a little bit differently. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so was it good was it bad was it mediocre and what I'm saying is it was the first five bucks for an unrated version no alright no I mean <laughs> ding ding I mean, well, it was, it six on that one it wasn't it wasn't terrible it was mediocre right um, you know but like it's, it's, it's a dollar like, bin movie right it's it's like it's really is it's like it's it's really Sean, like I'll send you the US, UPC code and you can download it for two bucks <laughs> to say that that would be worth it you know if you could do that <laughs> I think you can do that. Actually, you could scan it <laughs> and get it in for two bucks through through uh, the Voodoo uh, uh, app. <coughs> but uh, it, you know, it's to say, it's if if you're a Fright Night fan, you know, it's definitely worth it. If you're so so on Fright Night, you know, and then I'd be like, you know, well, weirdly enough, Ed, um, the person who created the first movie, uh, Tom Holland, Todd Holland, Hooper Holland, um, shit. He made a book, uh-huh. wrote a book. It's called uh, Fright Night Origins. It's basically retelling, as like you know, it's like you think you know the whole story. It's the original movie in book form with a little longer stuff. They're starting like a series of books in the Fright Night world. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, that seems interesting. It just came out. Um, Fright Night book. <laughs> Fright Night book. <laughs> it is called Fright Night Origins. Uh, 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 uh. Let's see if I can get a... No, there's also a Friday Night the Novelization, but that does not count. I'm talking, this is a brand new book. by Tom Holland, yeah, whew, with Jack Ulrich. Let's see, is there a, a synopsis? Come on. Uh, 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 uh. You think you know the whole story, don't you? 
High school isn't going well for teenage horror fan Charlie Brewster, still dealing with the loss of his father. He finds himself in his first serious relationship with the vibrant and beautiful Amy Peterson. A new love wasn't complicated enough. If a new love wasn't complicated enough, Charlie's also failing trigonometry. The horror. Late one night while cramming for a test, Charlie spies something suspicious in the yard next door. Two men carrying what appears to be a coffin. <gasps> What's going on in the old Victorian house? And who are Charlie and his neighbors? I don't know. <laughs> Tom Holland returns to the world of Friday Night along with Jack A. Jack Ulrich to lay the groundwork for a brand new trilogy. Ooh. 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 Yeah. I bought the book because yeah, I'm a Fright Night fan. I have not started reading it. Okay. Actually, you know, because you're going to chuckle. I have an Amazon. I have a Kindle Fire, right? Uh-huh. Um, and I actually recently purchased the first book in the Remo Williams series. Ah, the Ninja, uh, right? Or something like that? Uh, well, I don't know. So I forget what it's called. I, <laughs> if I had my Kindle, I'd be like, eh, <laughs> let me show you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to, I was going to like pass on it. I, it's, I, it was like super cheap. It was like a dollar, I think. And I'm like, well, there's so many of those books. Right. And they're all like 150, 100, you know, maybe not even 200 pages. I'm like, oh, I can blow through that in like a week. I, like three weeks later, I think I'm just breaking chapter two. <laughs> I, I read when I'm sleepy, sleepy. And I'm like, oh, chapter one, it was a co- <sighs> oh, morning time. Oh, wow, okay. Let me go to bed. All right, let me get comfy, comfy. I'll get the, the Kindle and I'm asleep. <laughs> like so, I never get to really like read, read. I'll read like maybe two, three pages. You know, like, when I was younger, I used to be like, "Oh, okay, well, Sean, I'm kind of sleepy. Let's go read." And I would read about a good chunk of a book before right. I, where I, do, I doze off. Not anymore, Ed, because I think I push it too much. I, I watch a movie, I watch TV, I'll, I'll scroll through Voodoo, and then I'll be like, yeah, "Maybe I should go to bed," and then I go lay down. You know, and then like, okay, now I'm comfy. Let me go <laughs> out, out like a light. So there, yeah, fright night. No, since we're talking about fright night, what else did you do, Dave? Uh, I saw there was a Disney Plus series that uh, launched this week. I think it was the Wednesday. It was uh, Tales of the Jedi. It was little stories. Uh, okay, I think there were six of them. Uh, they were like sixteen to nineteen minutes or twenty okay. minutes a piece. You know, I think they're very short, but they kind of give you like what would be going on that kind of made. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, uh, Count Dooku, who he was, you right, know, type okay. of thing, and and what, the, but the turning point was him for to turning to the dark side, and gotcha, and the, and then like how Ahsoka Tano really kind of came to like, you know, they realized she was a Jedi and and, right. and and growing, so there it was, it was, it was really well done. I, I have to say because it was like I was like I actually had like a little empathy for now Count Dooku and like like his <laughs> like why he turned and all because you know he. The way he is, but like a little bit, not a lot, a lot, but just just enough that you go, you go. Like he made me go, oh, <laughs> I still hate him. <laughs> <laughs> still a villain, but you know, he, you know, it makes sense why he's a villain. Like, like you I know, know his motivation for being a bad person. Right, that's sad. Still a bad person, though. You could have chose the other way, Dooku. Right, exactly. You chose the path <clears throat> of, of of least resistance. That's why you turned to the dark side. <laughs> Um, and that was about it. Like, uh, it's just not really too much. I, I, I thought I bought stuff. I'm trying to think what I bought off of Voodoo, and I'm, I'm thinking. I don't know if I remember. Well, I mean, there's like a, there was like a lot of horror movie sales because right, you know, uh, it's like, oh, there's a five ninety nine weekend, four ninety nine weekend. Because Friday I went away. Uh, 
my wife and I wanted to take my 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 mother and my and my older brother to uh, local here to Cape May, New Jersey. It's a little town. It's a surf town, kind of, not a surf town, but a beach town, I should say. Okay. And uh, you know, it's it's got a lot of shops and a lot of uh, things. It's kind of like. Uh, uh, you're lo- I can't even think because I don't even know how you would call them. Like the li- the little they're mom and pop shops, right? Like, uh, the little like, like main trinket street, shops, main, main Street USA. Everyone's got that little like New Hope, New Town, Port, like you know, like some Amity, Amityville, <laughs> Amityville, where you know where sharks attack. You know, I, I feel like, uh, and it's like, oh look, here's the shop that has the, the New Age shop which sells rocks and like, oh tarot cards, All right? And it's right next to like another hippie store. Or oh my god, look, here's where you can get kale for some reason, right? Uh, or in this store, you can buy healing candles. And then there is the record shop with the old dude who doesn't like anybody, right? You know. <laughs> I'm sure the guy's my guy. That sounds like my area, <laughs> right? There's a nut hut or a nut shop, you know, type of thing. Right. They have candies, you right. know, like homemade candy. Come with for the warm glazed nuts. <laughs> you <laughs> chuckle because you're like eh, warm glazed nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but they're always like, no, it's it's we got, it's pumpkin spice flavored shit. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so when I got home late. Friday night, I'm thinking, oh my god, like the it's the weekend deals, like what, am, right. what did I miss, you know, type of thing. And I go, man, not much. There was a yeah, much there wasn't a lot. No. You know, type of thing. I did buy a couple of things uh, uh, cheaply. <laughs> Part of the show talking about how we spent money, Ed. <laughs> no, first world problems. Hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. What'd you spend your money on, Ed? Well, I got Gone in 60 Seconds. I don't know why I like that film. I, I love that movie. <laughs> Angelina is blonde, though. It takes me a while to get kind of into that because I'm like, Prefer as a brunette. Yeah. As a blonde, no, she's still got the little dirty look to it going. You know? Right. Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. This is the first, <coughs> I think, Final right, Fantasy right, right. animated movie. I remember seeing this in the theater, Ooh. and it was terrible. Uh-huh. And oh, it, so why'd you buy it on video? <laughs> because it's... I want to remember the nostalgia of me hating this thing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot easier than me pulling out the DVD every time somebody goes, Final Fantasy Spirits In, what's that like? Click. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. Strap in. Ah, you're going to hate this. Because I, I remember it was the most expensive, one of the most expensive animated movies right. animated at the time. Right, because of the visuals. And I mean, was, they look like human. Right, they got Richard the, the, Fond is in, the voice in there. They were using Cray supercomputers to, right. an, to oh, uh, yeah, render was, all the oh, uh, graphics and stuff. Flex, flex, flex. Oh, my God. This makes Pixar look like crayons. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, I think, before Pixar. Right. <laughs> but it was like one of those things, type of things. But it was, it was, it was, it was like some of them was like so phenomenal. You're going, oh, my God, like. That looks so real. There's pores on that person's face. Exactly. Right. You know, it's like so great. And then you're going, the story slide sucked. Right. But, <laughs> but boy, is it pretty. Is <laughs> it pretty? I am so dazzled by that beauty of computer animation that the plot just escapes me. Gaia, the earth, the spirits within. I, whew, I don't know, but man, that is pretty. <laughs> The thing is, I have that behind you, right. and you're pretty damn close to the plot. Right. I remember it. I, mean, I do you remember. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't remember it at all. Okay. I, it's like it's got something to do with the spirits within. It has to do with the life force of things, and it's uh, it, it's uh, look. It is. It's Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy always has those really weird like oh you should be one with the universe and and nature and everything like that but all of a sudden swords right you know guns and freaky bad guys that you you might be related to who knows like but boy is it pretty 
Okay. I, I also did pick up Liar Liar. Pants uh, on Fire. Jim, Jim Carrey movie. <laughs> I like it was one of the like I like, I like Jim Carrey's like that. His early work. His early era of of movies like Pants Liar Liar. And then all of a sudden he changed and like, yeah, you're not funny anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I blame uh, Man <laughs> on the Moon. After after Andy Kaufman. Yeah. He just kind of. Even though I do enjoy Man on the Moon. I, there, there is a documentary um, on Netflix about him doing that movie and it's like a, a it's I keep watching the trailer and I'm like this is fascinating it's on my list to watch but I just don't know like I it's it's like he kind of falls too deep into character but then he feels like he's channeling Andy Kaufman because of that and that he can't get out of it and people who knew Andy Kaufman who are in this movie going oh my god he's just like Andy Kaufman I'm kind of worried about him like <laughs> Uh, I did pick up. I don't know why. Lately, I've been like a Christine Ritchie fan, so I picked up Lizzie Borden took an axe, which was a right. the movie that she did. Right, uh, I think it was get Black Act. Snake Moan. Oh <laughs> I yeah, <laughs> sexy Christina. <laughs> and then I did pick up a baseball movie. Uh, there's there's a few baseball movies I really like. You know, type of thing. Right? Mr. Baseball with uh, Tom really? Selleck. Yeah, I don't know why. You know. Like, Okay. It's a terrible movie. Right now, could be worse. could be Mr. 300. <laughs> Mr. 3000? Mr. 3000. There you go. You had that one too? No, my love. I was thinking about that. <laughs> Bernie Mac. <laughs> uh, then I bought National Loop Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1 was the other one right, I okay. bought. So that was the that was the movies I picked okay, up on okay. digital uh, this week. Um, you know, I, I just got a notification a little before you came that... Uh, my Top Gun Maverick shipped, so I'm excited. I'm going to get that tomorrow. Oh, that's nice. I got mine yesterday. Did you? Yeah, I got it from Walmart. There, it's already out? No, I got it, I got it mailed to me. Oh, wow. I pre-ordered it, and it was like, oh, I got the, because I had the 4K thing, and it's the 4K steel book with the magnetic, like a, an extra magnetic uh, cover. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, because Best Buy was sold out. And I'm like, all right, well, it's fine. I'm, I'm, Walmart's just as good. So it got delivered yesterday, and I watched it last night. Okay. We'll talk about that later. Well, I'm, I'm done, so uh, it's okay. your turn now. Okay, so um, I also went on like a little buying binge through Voodoo, because it was like $5 this, $5 that. Yeah. Some of it was like, oh, well, I have the movie, but I think I have it on. The only way I could watch it is through Apple or through when Disney had their video, like their video library. Mm-hmm. So I picked up um, Fletch Lives. Because I have the first flight. Oh, yeah. You no. Know, uh, Alice in Wonderland and Alice Through the Looking Glass. You okay. Because I was like, all right, you know what? There were $5. I'm in, right? All right. I bought My Cousin Vinny. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. And then I also bought Bubba Hotep. Bubba Hotep is Bruce Campbell. He plays Elvis. That apparently Elvis is not dead. He switched bodies with the guy. Like, you know, it was his body double who died. So he was able to live his life naturally, but Bubba Hotep is a um, like a spirit, and it's him and Ozzy Harriet plays JFK, <laughs> <laughs> and the two of them. But it's it's JFK is an African American man. They're living a they're living a, a home, Ed. No one believes he's JFK, and right. no one believes he's Elvis. Right. <laughs> but they have to go and, and they have to um, defeat a ancient mummy. Named Bubba Hotep, <laughs> <laughs> and as I mentioned, I did pick up Top Gun Maverick. Um, <laughs> all right, 
how much do you want me to spoil, Ed? Everything. Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil too much because it's not really a spoiler. Because number one, I want to know what who did Tom Cruise sell his soul to, or Scientology apparently? Because God damn, Ed, this movie's fucking great. Oh, really? I You sound disappointed. <laughs> well, it was the number one movie, and everybody who saw it said they loved it, said it was I really good. I have not heard anybody said it sucks. Yeah. But I think I know why. Okay. Because it's episode four of Star Wars. <laughs> okay. All right. Allow me to explain, Ed. Uh, yeah, please. Okay, well, first you find out that, you know, Mav, he has spent most of his life as a captain. He's 30 years into the Navy, still a captain. But now he's doing, like, secret testing for the Navy, right? Right. <clears throat> he's basically Chuck Yeager. Okay. <laughs> okay. So he gets um, his his um, department gets shut down because the new brass doesn't believe in fighter pilots anymore. So they believe everything's going to be done with drones. Right. So what's the point of having a test pilot test, you know, planes when we're going to go dr- drones? Right. Right before, as he knows he's breaking it down, he does he does what Maverick does, and he does one last thing to prove that the plane needed to go Mach ten. Okay. Okay. And they close they got the closest they got was like nine point one the last time they tried running it. They still had like a couple months to, you know, figure it out or to try to get it to that point, but they were being shut down. So Maverick does what Maverick does, takes the plane and pops it to you know you know Mach ten. Proves his point, but still his business gets closed down. Um, Instead, what happened? Instead of just being fired, fired, he gets tasked to teach Top Gun. Right. Um, You know, hotshot pilots, just like you know, under the um, Iceman who's now in charge is the one who said that you you're you're going to go work in there. Nobody wants him. Obviously, not first choice, not even the last choice. He shouldn't be here, but. Because Iceman wants him there, and he's the the head guy in charge, you know, like the super duper colonel, whatever, admiral, admiral, whatever. Right. We gotta do what he says. So of course, I don't know. Anyway, it's, anyway so um, he, you know, <clears throat> he goes to the first. The movie hits you with everything, every nostalgia. I'm talking highway to the danger zone. Like I'm watching this movie, going, shit, it's 1986 again. Like I'm like, holy mackerel! Like the music and the, the sights, and I'm like, all right, I see what you're doing. I'm gonna see. You know, like, okay, this is kind of good. You meet the new recruits, you know, the new hotshot pilots, and one of them is Goose's kid named, you know, his call sign is Rooster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. But now Tom Maverick and Rooster don't get along because you find out that Tom pushed his. Um, he he didn't feel like the kid was ready. To be a pilot, so he didn't. He pushed him back to graduation. He had to graduate like four years after everybody else did. Right. So there's some animosity between Rooster and Mev, and he doesn't know like he's going to be the new pilot and all that kind of you know the teacher and all that kind of stuff. But the reason why these guys are getting together, which is where it becomes Star Wars, is because there is a nuclear plant in an enemy territory that they need to destroy. Uh-huh. In order to do that, Ed, they need to go through this this. They have to fly under the radar, uh-huh. right? Through this mountainous trench, right? <laughs> On top of the trenches are stinger missiles. So if you go too high, the missiles are going to shoot you, right? right? But then after you go through the trench, right, you have to go. <laughs> the Starcrafts are too small for our turbo. <laughs> right. So then, we, then what happens is 
after they get through the trench, you know, they have to go into this gully, right? And there's going to be two sets of, you need, it's four <laughs> planes, right? Four planes, right? And the, the first two planes, <laughs> the first two planes are going in and they're lining up. They have to destroy basically a three meter wide ventilator port, right? And then, <laughs> and then after they destroy that, the other two are going to drop with lasers. This is like I used to, <laughs> I used to bark off chickens, and then I'm within three meters wide. And my teens, I'm watching this briefing, and I'm going, I know this. This is fucking Star Wars, <laughs> because they even have it like broken down into like you know like how it's impossible done. even for a computer. Well, there. Well, so it's three meters wide, right? And I'm like, three, oh, you couldn't say two meters? Like, I know where you're going with this, Tom. Like, and then Star Wars is gonna sue. Her. And then on top of that, after you, after they blow the ventilator open, the, the vent open, yeah. another set are gonna fly in, and drop the payload, and it starts to go through the vent and blow everything up. But then as they're flying out, there's a big giant mountain part, so they have to like arc up to get up and over. But the moment they get over, they're gonna be in, in stinger mission. It's, it's almost like a suicide mission, right? And I say almost because, you know, it's Top Gun. And you can't, you know, everyone's got to be a hero. But I'm watching this thing. And I'm going, is it me or does this feel like Star Wars? And I'm like, this is why I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm even aware that I'm like, I'm what? Because he's training everybody on how to do the trench run. I'm going, but I'm still like on the edge of my seat. <laughs> I'm like, Tom, you fucking did it to me again. Like, I don't, how, how are you doing this? Why I'm like sucked into the nostalgia part. Jennifer Connelly's in it. She's kind of like the new love interest. The hotshot pilots are hotshot pilots. Not a lot of dog fighting. And like, there's a couple. There's even a moment where the the really hotshot pilots kind of saves everybody at the last second. And I'm like, it's just like the other <laughs> fucking Star Wars. Yo, come on, let's close and go. You know, I'm, I'm like, I see if I can get just the trench run, so you can you can hear. I I I. I <laughs> I'm on the leader. <laughs> Maverick is Star Wars. We're gonna go full throttle. Yeah. I mean, this is nightmares. I can't. I can't. Yeah, run them. <laughs> Let's see uh, if I could just do uh... Maverick. You turned off the computer. That's that's the part is is the fact that the laser doesn't work because the guy can't focus on it. So. Spoiler: Rooster is the one who's taking the shot, and he's like, "Fuck it, I don't have time. We don't have time for this." And just kind of goes with his gut and takes the shot. And I'm like, "Use the force, Rooster. <laughs> Take the shot, Rooster. Goose." Right. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let's see if I can. You fly along this narrow canyon to your target. You're required to maneuver straight down this trench and skim the surface to this point. Your target is an impact point less than three meters wide. The target area is only two meters wide. You weren't ready. Ready for what? Ready to forget the book. Trust your instincts. Don't think. Just do. Remember, concentrate on the moment. Feel. Don't think. Use your instincts. Dagger two. Up and ready. Red three standing by. <laughs> attack formation. Lock air spoils in attack position. <laughs> two minutes and thirty seconds in three, two, one, mark. Rebel base three minutes and close. <laughs> Jesus, 
Schuster, not that fast. <laughs> I mean, I'm watching it going, hey, I knew that. And even knowing that, I was still fully fucking entertained. And I'm like, this is a goddamn good movie. But a part of me is like, is it a good movie because it's a good Top Gun movie, a good Tom Cruise movie, or a good Star Wars ripoff? Because <laughs> it really is. It's a two-hour movie that stretches the last ten minutes of, of, of New Hope down to two hours. <laughs> Instead of instead of just going in and, and, and making the attack run, you, they're training them on how to do the trench run. Yeah, and you're like, okay. Then they do the trench run, and then they're like, oh, that, that you know. And of course, there's a moment where you know everything's about to be shut down, and Mav gets kicked. You know, he gets fired technically. But the only way, you know, of course, Jennifer Connelly's like, this is your team. You know, you wouldn't. You know, they're they're your pilots. Blah blah blah. So what he does is spoilers. He steals his plane. And does that trench run in the amount... Because the, the new guy was like, no, we're going to take our time through the trenches. Basically, almost guaranteeing the, everyone's going to get killed. All right. Tom's the only one that we got to go in and go fast, and it can be done in two and a half, two and a half minutes. So he has to... There, he's All the kids are being rebriefed on what's going to happen. All of a sudden, boop, there's, Tom, there's Mav, and he flies through the trench and does the exact same thing and shoots the two-meter thing and... All within like two minutes and fifteen seconds, you know. And you know, John Hamm is like, "I don't. What am I supposed to do? I either fire you and then get all these kids killed, or be ruin my career and let you be the guy in charge." I, <laughs> 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 I, 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 I know. It feels like Sean did. You, I love the fucking movie though. All right. It was great. I mean, it had everything. I, Tom Cruise, I... He actually... I mean, well, he doesn't actually fly the fighter, but he, he also flies planes. So there's a whole thing where he's, you know, in with Jennifer... He's flying Jennifer Connelly around in his actual own plane that they put on camera. Right. Yeah, I'm like, oh, wow, man. Like, Tom, you fucking do everything, don't you? And, of course, you know, after I get done the movie, I watch all the behind-the-scenes stuff and how... He insisted that the, you know he was he always wanted to make a sequel, but it had to be the right story, and how all the stuff that they had to go through training because a lot of the stuff that was filmed has never been filmed before because it's all practical effects. When you when they're in the when they're in the cockpit, they're in the cockpit. There's a, a pilot flying them, and they're they got the camera on them and stuff yeah. like that. And they're doing reaction, but they actually had to build cameras to put into the to the uh, what do you call it the planes the jets. To actually get there, so they had to be like editors, they had to be like directors, they had to be actors, all while being in a cockpit while somebody's flying and zipping around, and they had to worry about G-forces. When you see their face being pressed up, that's real G-forces. Right. I'm like, because, you know, Tom doesn't do anything half-assed. Yeah. He's like, I want it to be real. I want to pull people in because, like, you know, of course, you know, he talks about how he wants to pull everybody in and he wants to make sure that, you know, when you're going to the movies, it's an experience because there's even like a, 
a Cannes Film Festival, like a, they called it a master class with Tom Cruise, where he sits down and has like a, an hour-long interview with somebody. Yeah. And the first thing he says is, because he's in kind of like a, a semi-crowded theater, he thanks everybody for being here, you know, it's nice to see everybody's faces, we're, you know, we're kind of in a movie theater where we all should be, and how he would never make a movie for streaming. It, I'm, I'm a theater, I'm a movie theater person. He's like, I'm a cinema person. Right. You're like, all right. And I mean, not for nothing. I mean, didn't he kind of pull everyone back in? Like, wasn't Maverick like a, a huge hit over the summer? People were going back to the movies and everyone was seeing Top Gun. I don't remember what anybody else was seeing. Well, I mean, I think I think Marvel was 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 in there in the mix as well. Like there was there was because I remember certain like I didn't see Top Gun in the theater. Me either. But I I remember going seeing other films. I think before Top Gun. But I think Top Gun really brought the draw because everybody it was a word of mouth type of thing. It's right. Like, this is fucking good. You need to see it. And people went back and saw it again. You know type of thing. And you're going you're going well. It's 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 like the biggest movie. But I mean like to me it's like. <clears throat> I hate to say this, you know, because I know we'll probably get some negativity, but like Top, <laughs> hey, people have to listen. <laughs> <laughs> Top Gun Maverick probably wouldn't have done as well, or it would, but it would have been successful. But I don't think it would have been as successful if there was no pandemic. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> brave words! <laughs> Ed, Ed. <laughs> um, because it just it's this it's a thing like where. You know, like how many movies were showing? You know, like type of thing right, because right, HBO right. was was putting it out right. in, their, in their system, but right. and then putting it out in the theater because they they don't want to piss off really sure. the AMC and right. and whoever you know guy you think the big conglomerates, but they want to make money and they're like, well, we'll just we'll just put it on streaming. Right, right, it's right. like, well, fuck you, we're just putting a lot of fuck streaming. you. We own the shit. We're putting on. We're putting. We're, we run shit up in here, right? A first run movie <laughs> ain't going in theaters. Going on our. our Disney Plus, right, and, and that's and that's the way it is now. So like like so, there's very limited things you could see. Like there wasn't like right. a lot of stuff out there. I mean, like this to me would have been the time to put out like a rare oddity movie to see right. how well it would have done. You know, kind of thing. Like well, uh, there's that get... Terrifier two movie apparently that that horror flick that's doing really well. <laughs> it's like you know the clown and yeah. it's, it's supposed to be really bizarre and real gross. Like people are throwing up in the aisles. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Like I want to go see that, yeah. right? Like, oh, I can't wait to see a uh, clown movie. <laughs> like that's not done before, right? But it, yeah, but the idea is, is that like you know, like, like I mean, I think it would have, I think it would have been highly successful. Don't get me wrong, like right. I, don't, I, I don't doubt that in the, in the least. But it would have been as successful if it, you know, because yeah, of the pandemic. I mean, look, you know? that's that's it's a very good question, and I, I don't know. I can tell you that had this movie been out in the eighties, I would probably have seen it three times. Well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, it was enjoyable. It was funny. There was there were really funny moments. the The action was really good. Maybe the filming, but being in the cockpit in that and those kind of angles that they were showing, I've never seen before. It kind of, I mean, legitimately, like I'm like leaning forward, going, "Oh my god, are they gonna make it? Are they gonna?" Because I don't know how it's gonna end. But it's Tom Cruise. Everything's gonna be fine. Like, <laughs> but you know, there's there's just these moments you're going, "Are they gonna die? Oh my god, they're gonna die!" <sighs> oh no! Like, you know, like you're like. <laughs> Oh, it was, it was just, it was like a, it was a nice, a nice it's ride. It's a full ride, right. And like, and you can't, that's what Tom does. I mean, that's what, I mean, they even had like in the bonus features, they had um, the teaser trailer for mi- the new Mission Impossible movie, but then they went so far as to do, I guess that they were, um, it was a con, a, some sort of Comic-Con they were at, yeah. and Tom Cruise 
inter- let these people watch the full cut of the movie, right? But he did it in the way Tom Cruise would do because he's filming Mission Impossible, right? He introduces the movie like, hey, everybody, how you doing? But he's on a biplane hanging from it. Right. Like leaning out, like, wind, like standing up going, hey, everybody, sorry we couldn't be there. You know, there's wind blowing around. But, you know, just want to let you know how great it was to be, you know, I wish we could be there. However, I'm going to let you guys, you know, you're going to watch, you know, enjoy this full trailer for Mission Impossible and stay because we're going to do a screening of Maverick, the entire movie for you guys. And then, you know, of course, the director of, you know, is in another plane goes, Tom, we need to go back shooting. We're, you know, losing the light. And he's like, okay, and see you guys later. And he's like kind of standing as the plane starts to drive. And I'm going, you crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> you nut job, you. Like, you son of a bitch. I'm in. and then i watched the trailer i'm like i can't wait for mission impossible you know why because it's mission fucking impossible it looks great because it's mission impossible brings back old bad guys and i'm like you just know what to do that's like he's gonna run hell that's the only thing i can think of the deal that he made with somebody is that when he goes he's gonna be he's gonna send to whatever planet that the Scientologists believe in, and he's going to be running shit. He's Xenon, I think his name is. He's yeah. he's going to be the guy. He's going to be. You're going to find out that Tom Cruise has been Xenon this whole time, and you know, <laughs> Scientology's. Or, We're here to stay. <laughs> now go see my movie. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Tom, I'm not a Scientologist, but if you, if I, if I could just be in your aura, for, and that's what I got to be, is be a Scientologist to kind of just feel like everything's going to be okay, and maybe th- I, I'm in, you son of a bitch. <laughs> is is being a Scientologist just watching a bunch of your movies? Because if it is, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm already, I'm indoctrinated already. <laughs> slide through the room in my underwear just take those old records off the shelf i said i listen to by myself uh uh shake my money maker (laughs) (laughs) i that old time rock and roll ow (laughs) (sighs) i mean they even had music videos in there like, like, I mean, like, as part of the bonus, it's like, hey, here's Lady Gaga's song, and here's this other guy's song. And I'm like, they don't normally put music videos on these things. I'm like, wow, you guys really went for it. Good for you. Right. <laughs> like, she's even helped with the soundtrack. And I'm like, wow. What's this? Kenny Loggins busy? Huh. I mean, because you did highway through this. They even had, they even had a beach scene. <laughs> you know? I was going to say, <laughs> there was two questions I had. Was there, was there a beach scene? Yes, there was. What was your second question? And was Val Kilmer in the picture? Yes, he was. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Because that was, that was always the thing, because I know he has, like, some kind of throat cancer or something like that. They, they what do you call it? They address it. Okay. It's actually, like, a, a plot, not a sub, like, a sub-sub-subplot. Oh. Okay. He's in it. He makes a cameo. You okay. know, and, and the two of them are there in front of each other. I don't want to spoil it. Okay. I was saying, because I know there's a picture of him. I've seen the trailer. There's a picture yes. of Iceman as an admiral yeah, or whatever. Cause, yeah, because he's the guy in charge. He's like the vice admiral, whatever, whatever, of whatever the Navy and in, in like a big, big, big wig. Like, right. his career went way where you figured it was going to go. Tom Cruise stayed. He's Captain Kirk. 
Yeah, really, because he's thirty years in in the in the navy, but he doesn't get a rank higher than captain. Yeah, you know, like you know, sorry, Admiral, if I may be so bold, the last thing you should have done was taken that promotion. You know, <laughs> like you know, he Mav needs to be behind a plane. He right. needs to be flying. He can't do anything else but fly, and that's you know, you kind of see that. You kind of feel a little bad for him because he's not really kind of a little loner, you know. But you kind of go, that's. Where he is in life, you wouldn't have expected anything else based upon his character in the first movie. You knew he was... Yeah, he learned a lesson, sure, but you also know he still... He doesn't change much. Right. You know, as a person, but it was it was really good. Like I said, I can't not recommend this movie enough. I'm like, if you like Top Gun, you're going to love Maverick. I can't... A movie that's 30 plus years in the making. Right. So, and, you know, um, congratulations. I hope you enjoy the movie. We'll, I guess we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get my take next week. Uh, speaking of, <clears throat> um, I did play some video games. I guess we'll talk about that later. Okay. All right. Well, what's coming out in Blu-ray and video? Well, of course, Top Gun Maverick is coming out. Actually, that is coming out on Monday. So, if, kids, if, you, if you're if you looking to go in the stores, it's going to actually come out on Halloween. Oh, what, not, a, on what a treat. Blah. Blah. <laughs> Uh, there is going to be a Top Gun uh, 2 movie collection, the of original course. and the thing. There's right. going to be a 4K type of thing. So you can, uh, can, if you don't have the old one and you want to, you know. I do own the old one. I think I, I bought the old one a long time ago on Steelbook. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, also, Hot for Jesus, Save Your Soul is coming out on Blu-ray this Tuesday. Didn't you see this movie? No. Oh. Hot for Jesus? Yeah. No. Something. What's it about? I don't know. A bunch of people driving around town going, honk, honk. Praise your God! Honk, honk! Save your soul! Honk, honk! Honk for Jesus. It's a, it's a, uh, a movie about uh, basically a, a devout calf, a couple that uh, I think it's a Baptist church or something like that. Uh-huh. And then uh, the, the husband, it's a documentary kind of, like mockumentary kind of uh, thing. And uh, the wife finds out that the, uh, the he's a preacher and he, right. and he ends up, uh, I think... Um, committing adultery and oh. they're trying to re you know oh. trying to rebuild their church in a way gotcha, you know, gotcha. the congregations kind of like you know <laughs> you find it, 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 actually it's not pronounced you know we go honk for jesus honk for jesus <laughs> it's about a gardener <laughs> it's time for jesus honk! <laughs> uh sharknado the complete collection all six films is coming out on blu-ray as one bag wow so uh, if you want to see all six there's Every a- once in a while, I'm on Voodoo, and I'm like, it's all there. It's all there. And then there's that documentary on it. Why they made me do uh, That one seems the most fascinating. All right. <laughs> um, I'm going to break down the 4K releases in two sections. Two sections? Yes, yeah, so we're going to the regular 4K, and the Christmas 4K is coming out oh this week. Oh, my God. So, Christmas. Uh, Wait. Oh, uh, yeah, of course, because it's after Halloween. I'm going to start off with something that's already a 4K, but they're doing a a uh, steelbook alternative for it, Ooh. the Batman. Oh, uh, I already have that one. Yeah, well, it's a different the, a the different diff- steel a different steelbook. What's it look like? <laughs> I don't have a oh. picture of it. I have to look at right. uh, E.T. the Extraterrestrial is getting a 4K treatment this week. All right, I guess it's a classic. All right, Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two, the original uh, Evil Dead. Right, I'll allow it. Okay. Uh, Piranha 4K. I, that's that right. No, fuck that. <laughs> okay. Piranha 4K. The Running Man is also getting a 4K. That's also going to be a steel book as well. All right, maybe, maybe. Okay. I'll be back only in a rerun. <laughs> <laughs> 
Star Trip Troopers is also getting a 4K. Of course, because you know, it's, it's a cult classic. Yeah. Shitty movie, but beloved by everybody. All right, now we have the uh, Christmas, Christmas, the Christmas collection. Uh, Christmas Story is getting a 4K this year. All right, they're coming out with a sequel, apparently. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, the classic uh, Christmas specials, it's going to be three of them, is getting a 4K, and I'll tell you those in a minute what they are. Uh, Elf is also getting a 4K. Okay. All right. Frosty the Snowman, that's one of the three. Uh-huh. Uh, the uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Santa Claus is coming down. There, right, those, uh, those are the big three. Right, the big three. that that's, you, you either get as a collection pack or you can get individually each one of those. Mm. Uh, Polar Express is also coming. you need that claymation animation from the 60s and Glorious 4K. 4K. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Polar Express is also getting a 4K release. <sighs> All right. Holiday Inn, which is a uh, Bill Bing Crosby, uh, uh, Danny Kaye, I think. Holiday maybe. Inn. If your girl starts acting up, then you take your friend. I said a hip hop. Hip 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 hop. Sorry. And finally, for, for 4K, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Of course. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Doctor Who, The Abominable Snowman is coming out on Blu-ray. Doctor Who? Yes. All right. And Young Rock, Season 2, is coming out on Blu-ray. Oh, okay. So that's all the movies and TV we have. <coughs> Let's move on to video games. All right. We have Ending Extinction is Forever, developed by Hero Beat Studios and published by Handy Games for the PS5, Xbox Series, S, and X. That's coming out Thursday the 3rd, November okay. 3rd. Right. Then we have How to Say Goodbye, developed by... Say goodbye. Hello, <laughs> goodbye. Wave. Say. Florian Veltman. <laughs> Baptist uh, Protofex and published by oh. RT France. I swear to God, that's the name. RT Switch, France? Yes. I'm RT France. <laughs> that's coming out. Switch, PC, Mac, and iOS, and Android. And that's coming out November 3rd as well. Then we have The Chant, developed by Brass oh. Token and published by Prime Matter for the PS5, Xbox Series X, and X, and PC, and that's also coming out on Thursday. Then we have The Entropy Center, for developed by Stubby Games and published by Playstack for Limited for the uh, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series SX, and PC, and that's coming out Thursday. Then we have WRC Generations, developed by KT Racing and published by... Nakon for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series SS. That's also coming on Thursday. Then we have Demon Throttle, developed by Doinkinsoft and published. <laughs> Why did you say it like that? Doinkinsoft. <laughs> Doinkinsoft. <laughs> and published by. Are you doing your pants? Doinkinsoft. And developed by Digital for the Switch, and that's coming out Friday the 4th. And uh, then we have Hetzvet Estella. I'm sorry, Harvestella, developed okay. and published by Square Enix for the Switch and PC, and that's coming out Friday. And finally, It Takes Two, developed by Hazelight and published by EA Originals for the Switch. That's Friday, November fourth. And that's okay. all the video games. Right. And it's the week after is the big release. Okay, God of War comes out the ninth. The ninth. Yes, Ed. <laughs> I thought it was the fourth. No, nope. that's right. Because if it would have the fourth, it would have been on your list. <laughs> like, did you just did you miss one? Ed? <laughs> now I'm going. Wait a minute. Uh, it's the ninth. It's next Tuesday. <clears throat> so uh, last week uh, there was a release, uh, the Gotham Knights game. Yes, I took it home because I feel like I I took it home to play, and 
if I could be 100% honest, Ed, it's kind of boring. Is it? Yeah, I mean... <sighs> Part of me was, like, sitting there going, I-, I think I need to need to get this game, and I don't know why. And, like, and I'm like, I have all the... I played them. I don't... I, don't, I haven't beaten all the, the Batman games <laughs> in the last couple of things. But, uh, well, the last one I haven't finished because it was... It was broken. Oh, uh, Batman Origins? Yeah. Or, uh, or Batman Arkham Knight? Wait. Arkham Knight was with uh, Red Hood. Was that the one? That was the third iteration, right, of the list? Right, yeah. yeah. Well, the order of release was Batman Arkham Asylum, uh-huh. Arkham City, uh-huh. Arkham Origins, Arkham Knight. Arkham Origins oh. it was. Oh, yeah. Arkham Origins is like the, hey, it's the first where Joker is pretending he's Black Mask. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a broken game. And just to let you know, Ed, that broken game is made by Warner Brothers Montreal, right? Mm-hmm. Same people who make Gotham Knight. Okay. All right? Okay. Uh, so once again, they use the Rocksteady skins and look uh-huh. and aesthetic and try to make their own game out of it. <sighs> Graphically, it looks nice because it's, it's designed for the PS5 and the Xbox Series S. And X. Um, people will complain it's only like only 30 frames per second. I, I don't, to me, that shit doesn't matter to me. What matters is, are you having fun playing the game? Right. Um, not having fun. I didn't have fun playing the game, Ed. Okay. I didn't. I felt the game was very grindy. Very grindy. Now, I don't mind a little bit of a grind, like doing things repetitively to get better gear. This one just didn't know what it wanted to become. And I say that because you, Batman is dead. Uh-huh. Okay, so now because he's dead, you Robin, Nightwing, Batgirl, and Red Hood are left to solve Batman's last case, mm-hmm. while also trying to find out, like, while also patrolling and trying to make people realize, like, you know, that, that just Batman is. They didn't want to say Batman's dead because Bruce Wayne is dead too. Okay, you know, there's a body. So just let you know, there's right? a body. There's a body. Uh, you know, it's not a Bubba Hootat thing, right? And, you know, you see a body, and the person's actually dead. It's not like a, like a, what do you call it? Like, I didn't see no body. You see the body. Okay. <clears throat> so they they have the patrol. Now here's where the game is. I is interesting. You patrol at night. Uh-huh. Now when you patrol at night, though, you have to come across crimes, and you have to break up, beat up the bad guys. And then when you beat up those bad guys, you get like a little bit of a clue of some sort of premeditated crime that's about to happen. You don't really know what that is. You never really do. Because what happens is after you go through the night, you go back to the Belfry, which is the church, like the the, the, the second back cave, during the day. And then all that information that you've accumulated throughout the night, you don't really know what it is. But it just says, oh, you've, you've accumulated enough information to realize that there are nine premeditated crimes that are going that are going to be happening this night. So now you need to go out and try to defeat those bad those those crimes. <clears throat> Nothing really comes from that though. What comes from that is the fact that you gain levels and you gain, you know, uh, materials so that you can forge your own suits, your own weapons, modify the bat bat cycle, you know, like, oh I don't like this look on my cow, so I'm gonna now create a, a more powerful cowl, like more better armor and stuff like that. Right. <clears throat> and also, too, while you're also trying to, like, accomplish to solve the, the overall overarching issue. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to do any of that stuff just to go to, like, when I stopped it, it was like, 
Harley Quinn was doing something for Batman in in Bell in uh, what do you call it in the in, from jail. So you go into the um, what's the name of the prison Bellevue Bell Ray whatever. You go in there. Um, there's the prison. Oh, oh, oh the prison, not the not Arkham Asylum. Not Arkham Asylum. No, she's in prison. Prison. Yeah. Um, so it's, she, it's Bellevue, isn't it? I think it might maybe it's Bellevue. Uh, Bell Ray. Uh, you're going to look it up. While you're looking it up, <clears throat> you you know you're going through and there's like a, like a riot and you kind of have to beat bad guys and you have you know you, you meet up to her. So you're and she's helping you forward the plot along at least in this section. The next section was I think I had to go talk to Penguin. That's kind of when I stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you're like, okay, that's here's where I got not I got bored with it. A Blackgate Penitentiary. Blackgate, Blackgate. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Blackgate Penitentiary. So I would say I start off. I was night. I was Red Hood. Uh-huh. I'm doing all the crime thing, blah blah blah, and I'm getting all this stuff, and now. The game kind of expands as you're playing, like, oh, now you've unlocked the ability to, you know, do these things in the game. You're like, all right, that's kind of natural progression. One of the things that you could do was, uh, it was called like a knighthood um, side quest, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And that was basically making sure you did all the training stuff and then uh, solve 10 premeditated crimes Uh and then beat three mini bosses that you come across while you're patrolling town right right so <clears throat> the first night i may have gotten like six done that night mm-hmm. so i go back and, you know and I, and I raise my level up and i'm like okay well that's fine you know and then the next night i was like i'm gonna go out with nightwing the problem is that knighthood thing i'd have to start all the way over again with nightwing so right i mean i, oh, I, would, wow. I, I would have to stick with red hood in order to finish up his thing right. and then go to Robin, go to Batgirl, and go to Nightwing to kind of do the exact same shit again. I would have to go through all the training exercises with Robin. There's not much of a difference between all the characters. Maybe some gadgets-wise, but nothing that needed you to go, you now have to do all this training. Okay. Like, all right, they all have, like, little different perks. That's fine, but most of it's, like, timing issues. Like, oh, you know, you sneak up behind somebody and perform this. You can do that with any of the characters. You know, oh, jump from this height, and you can just pound on these people. You can do that. Like, why do I need to do it with every single character just to tick off a box? Right. Then, you're like, okay, fine. If that's the kind of grinding you got to do, fine. Then you can probably just, you can finish the game with one character and just fucking move about your day or start over again with another character and go through the thing. Or you can bounce around. Like I, when I was going to Blackgate Prison, I thought I would need Robin because Robin is pro- more proficient in stealth. Mm. But a part of me is like, well, I feel like I should go with Nightwing because Nightwing probably has a better relationship with Harley Quinn. Like, there's like different reaction. I'm sure there's different cutscenes based upon who your character is. Right. <clears throat> so I'm like, well, I'll go with go with Robin. And I was like, I spent more time as Robin in that moment because there was the stuff that I did as Red Hood opened up like nine premeditated stuff. So I'm like, well, let me go do that. And I, shit, I, I didn't miss the 10th one, you know. And I go through the, and while I'm doing all this, I'm getting these materials and I'm able to upgrade my weapon, my bow, my bow staff, mm-hmm. my my outfit, all of that. I can't wear it because you know why? Because I didn't go back to the Belfry where at the end of the, after the end I'm patrolling. Like for whatever reason, it's like, well, I just created this suit. It's in my inventory because we can't, I can't like, jump on a roof and change into it. Right. I have to wait till the end of my night, but if I if I decide to stop right then and there, all the crimes that I didn't solve go away. 
Ah. So you're kind of stuck every night trying to finish off what you can do before you go back. And also true, maybe I don't. I didn't try whether or not I could skip the plot and go like you know go see Harley the second night or the third night. Right. And at the end of every night, they kind of go like, "Well, this is what you did. This is how many crimes you did. This is how much damage you did. This is how much experience you earned." And you're like, "Okay, well that's great." I go back to the Belfry and I'm like, "Okay, well I'm gonna now gonna take all the the stuff that I created. I'm gonna get myself a new suit, new bow staff. This is awesome." I'm going up some levels, so now I have like a, a level tree that I can add on to stuff. Right. You know, like your your generic, oh, you're now level seven, so here's seven points that you can acquire to this and this and this. Like your basic game stuff. <clears throat> now, all the other characters level up that same way. So like all the work that I did as Robin applied to the char- other characters as far as experience-wise goes, but not any of the work that I did to upgrade any suits because everyone has their own little suit. If I were to go, I'm like, I when I stopped, when I, at the end of the night, Robin was at level seven. Uh-huh. Batgirl was at level two. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to patrol as Batgirl. The problem is the bad guys have gone up in level. You have not. Wow. Okay, so she's still level two and I'm like trying to fight like level five guys. All right, I mean, it's a little bit more challenging. Sure, whatever. And while you're patrolling, now you have all the stuff that you can do to, to like make your new suits. It just felt like why, like your leveling system, while it levels up everybody here, it doesn't level up everybody here. Right. And it just felt like I'm like, so I'm gonna grind all this shit out. Then I got to go back to the Belfry so I can change my Batgirl outfit. But by, if I do that, then all the stuff that I didn't get to do that night is gone. Oh. I'm like. Oh fuck you! I'm done. Like I, I, I got so bored with playing that I started playing, replaying God of War. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, then I bought. Um, there was a game that I was interested in called The Ascent, um, and I was gonna buy a, fi- a hard copy of it. It was like fifty bucks for the hard copy for the PS5. It's on sale for like fifteen bucks in store. I was like, fifteen bucks seems way more affordable for me. Like <laughs> on a game that I don't really know much about. Right. All I know it's like a top down, plays like Diablo, but it's in a cyberpunk world. And I'm like, it's it and it looked really, really good. And I bought that and I was what, playing, sorry, what was the name? The Ascent. A, oh, okay, uh, okay, yes. Yeah. You probably might have seen it on the PS5. Yeah, yeah. It's fifteen bucks and it's it's actually not a bad fifteen bucks, little oh, man. man. Put that <laughs> shit in my head. I saw you bob your head. Um and it's it's kind of like I said, it's, it's plays like Diablo because it's a top down. Hmm. It's a shooter. There's a level up progression. You can you know it's got role role playing aspects, so you can like um, add on to attributes and stuff like that. Hmm. The only problem I'm having really is the aiming system because it's guns. Right. I have to aim using the right control stick thumbstick. Right. So I'm constantly like I'm not really dead on with anybody. I'm like and I'm also. I have a habit of running up to people as I'm shooting them, and then sometimes they don't die when I get to them, and I get hit, and I'm like, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> so I kind of have to relearn how to kind of do the top-down shooter roguelike type stuff. Right. Right. It's fun, but I'm kind of grateful that I didn't spend fifty bucks for it because I would have been pissed off in the first hour. I'm like, "Fuck this game!" You know, fifteen dollars. My tolerance is a little bit easier because right. I go. You know what? If I say fuck this game, I'm out fifteen bucks. I'm not gonna be that mad about it. And right. It's digital, Psh, whatever. 
you know, if I bought fifty dollars because it comes with a steel book and some artwork that I don't really know or care about, I'd be a little bit more aggravated, mm-hmm. you know, or pay thirty dollars for like the just generic one, which I don't know if you can find. Right. So, <clears throat> having, it's an older game, right? Yeah. You know, it's 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 not really an older game. It's 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 a digital game that just went on the hard copy. So, like, I saw it over on the Xbox. Okay. Like, I saw like it at work a few months, like during the summer. It was an Xbox Game Pass um, game. Because I'm trying to remember, there was another, there was a, there was a game I was looking into like a uh-huh. while ago. I was, I was, I was like itching to play, buy a game, and it was like a cyberpunk game. <laughs> I thought it was the Ascent, but I'm not sure now. It might that's... be. It's been out for like about six months, but only digitally. Okay. More recently, I like got in September, and they put a physical version out on PS5. Okay. You know, you're looking at your PS5 right now. No, I'm, oh. I'm actually looking at, at YouTube. I was watching <coughs> videos on it to see the gotcha. the gameplay and all. Just to see, I was just curious. And it wasn't that long ago, too. So right, and like I said, it, I had it on my wish list. So I was, you know, looking. I was playing Gotham Knights, and it came up. I was like, oh, <laughs> the game is on your wish list is on half price. I'm like, what game? And I was like, oh, fifteen dollars. I just got paid. I'll buy it. <laughs> it's not a horrible game, uh, but it is also a game that I would play just because I have nothing else to do at the moment. Like I'm like, well, I could play Fortnite, but I did all my stuff for Fortnite, so let me go. I, you know, God of War, I dumbed down to like the easiest level because I just wanted to play the story because yeah. the new one comes out next week, and I'm like, all right, that's pretty much what I've been doing all weekend. All also, right. like I said, I've been a little sick under the weather. Stacy's a little under the weather, so it was just kind of like, hey. <laughs> All right, Ed. So I do have some art news articles. <clears throat> Let's start with. <laughs> All right. Last week, uh, I believe we talked about Halloween ends, and I saw the three yeah. Halloween movies yeah. and how. Oh, excuse me. Oh, excuse me. That does look like it. Okay. I, I, yeah, that that's the color scheme looks like it. I have not seen that scene. Um, <laughs> so Halloween End director that's not the game though that I was looking at now this, this, mine was more simple than that oh yeah no, okay yeah <laughs> so, that was pretty good though it, 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 for 15 bucks it's it's a, it's uh, pretty good it, it reminds me of like an updated Shadow Run that's what it reminds okay. me of okay so, alright yeah. All right. so I would it, it might be right up your alley 15 dollars <laughs> right <laughs> it's also not a big game like as far as like um, gigs wise Looked nice, and there's like some good cutscenes. Like I like it. You know, looks a little kind of simple. Yeah. But then it, when it zooms into actual like cutscenes and stuff, it looks really good. Well, okay, so, good. Fifteen dollars, but you know, fifteen dollars. <laughs> yeah, fifteen bucks. Fifteen bucks is fifteen bucks, right? Uh, so, Halloween Ends director responds to fan backlash, reveals scrapped season of the witch theme ending. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. I wanted to before we go oh. in the news. I did want to talk about when you were talking about Gotham Knights. There was something. There was a video I saw because I was like, I was kind of interested in playing it. Right, and then right. I saw this video and go, you know what? I'm not interested in this <laughs> anymore. So I wanted to tell you about it. That's the thing. I was waiting for you to finish your. <coughs> sorry, sorry. I'm sorry about that. That's okay. But uh, there was a guy who's like, who's, who's like, he's like, you know, I I I bought I bought I bought this game and I'm like, it kind of reminded me of something. And he put it side to by side by Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, I saw that video. <laughs> it's four rag you ragtag. Like there are four people. One's angry. Yeah. yeah one's smart. The color yeah, schemes are right. like you know like they match up like with the some of the weapons I that they use that. and the, the sticks and the staff and all that kind uh-huh. of stuff. And you're going to think. And then there was this wise old man like like. Uh, uh, 
Alfred shows up too at some point. Yeah, yeah. and then and then there's a like it was like it was like Shredder is the uh, villain, the main villain. Uh, of it. I forget the main villain. Uh, for, it's what do you call it? It's the uh, Court of Owls. Yeah, but if there's a there's a certain name that's a oh, head. Talon. Talon, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, like, like shredded uh-huh. like talent, you know, <laughs> something you would get shred by. And it was just like, it just made me laugh going, I, I don't know if I want to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that video. I'm like, he's absolutely, as a person who played, I was like, oh my God, he is 100% correct. Like there is, I, the way I compared, I wasn't the only person to compare it. Because after I noticed the, the comparison with Maverick in episode four, I immediately went, I can't, I, there, I am not this smart. Right. And I looked, and I'm like, there's articles going back to like when the game, movie came out. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not the only one. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so sorry, I just wanted to mention. No, no, that's okay. Like, just no. just taunt on me. I'm like, wait, let me get that in there real quick. Now, completely. And I saw that video, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're right. <laughs> all right. So, Halloween End director uh, David Gordon Green has responded to fan backlash that netted the streaming theatrical release a 57% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes and a C- grade from TV Line readers. It's By the way, this is coming from TV Line. So, uh, Even as it emerges the most watched film or series of all time over a two-day period on the Peacock streaming service. In theater, Halloween Ends opened to a respectable $41.3 million, only to drop more than 80% the, the following weekend. <clears throat> Asked about the negative feedback. <laughs> Computer, stop. Asking about the negative feedback, Green maintained that he simply made the latest installment his own, telling Movie Maker, when someone says, build your dream house on this real estate using the title and these characters, everyone is going to find a different little thing that's meaningful for them, and they'll make their own. That's what I did. Um... Green says that crafting the latest trilogy closer, the question was, how do we make it not just a nice, neat bow on a franchise? Adding, we never once considered making Laurie and Mike. Uh, we never once considered making a Laurie and Mar- Michael mo- movie. The concept that it should be a final showdown type brawl never even crossed our minds. No, I told you how it ended. Yeah, yeah. Instead, Green had to tell a, quote, love story between Laurie's granddaughter, Allison, and Corey Cunningham, a babysitter wrongly blamed and then ostracized for the death of a kid he was watching, and in doing so, explore, quote, what can create this, what can create the psychopath without having to go into a Michael Myers psychological backstory. Green also revealed that in addition to using the same blue credits uh, font as Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, an early draft had far more direct nod to the decades-old franchise first non-Michael outing. I uh, said there was an ending I wrote that was never filmed, and it takes place at Silver Shamrock Factory as it's spinning out uh, witch, skeleton, and jack-o'-lantern masks, and then it started spinning out Michael Myers masks, Green shared. But at the end of the day, I thought it was just fan service for people who know what Silver Shamrock is. <laughs> <laughs> so... He's like, I had no plans of making this big blowout showdown like everyone thinks they should. we should have had. It's never been part of the plan. Because it was his movie, his idea, let it go. If you, if you don't, I'm, I'm always a big fan of, if you don't like how it fucking ended, go make your own movie. Right, right, you know, yeah. You don't have to have, you know, we call it um, Jamie Lee Curtis star in it. You can just have people, be, one be Laurie, one be Michael, and fashion your own thing. You know, they're called fan films. They're out there. Yeah, I know. It's just it's it's just it's just tough because like like you you 
you want to, especially you now you're paying for it. Like fan films, you don't pay for. It. Sure, so sure, you, right? You, right, can, right. Well, you, you pay like, for it sometimes. <laughs> like, oh, I gotta watch this. That's because my friends in it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't want to see him dressed like Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Uh, 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 there's something. Uh, I mean, there's there's literally like movies I looked at for purpose because it was like you know, oh, it's a fan film. You know, it was good. Um, but uh, but seriously, like the the. Uh, Making those movies, like and especially like a blockbuster movie, you're spending sure. millions and millions of dollars, tens and hundreds of millions of dollars on these things, and you go, "Well, I wanted, I wanted something out of this. Like, right. I wanted, right. I wanted an ending where I was satisfied, and I walked away going, okay, like now I can move on.' Because it's like, but the, the, to me, the reality of it is, is, go, can you really end something? I mean, like, especially like something like like Halloween, like like right, Halloween, Freddy, Jason, all the all the horror franchises. You can't stop them because they're... I mean, you can always reboot them, I guess, you know? Right. But if you're going to continue the story, like, I mean, let's face it, they re- try rebooting Friday the 13th, didn't work. They try rebooting Nightmare on Elm Street, didn't work. You know, the Halloween is a continuation, but it's an alternate reality, and that worked, at least right. for two of the three films, I guess. Yeah. Or one of the films. Um... I don't know. Like, I think horror genre, like, that's why you have, you know, the Annabelle series or the, like, there's a, like, oh, no, now we're going to get to the psychological aspects of Chucky. Right. Like, oh, why? Can't he just be a murderous little toy? Right. Can't just, no, we need, we need more. Why? People need more. Why? (laughs) Can't we just make him like a a crazy little serial killer of a munchkin? No. (laughs) I mean, you know, I like I like the Chucky series. The first I mean, couple. so do I. The first couple ones were great. I have not seen. There's a TV show out now, apparently. Yeah. I have not seen the reboot with the AI with uh, Mark Hamill as the voice of Chucky. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, like I said, like, I like the first. But I just remember because I was like, it's like that that little doll, and it's like I always uh-huh. reminded of like the '80s. It was like there was a called My Buddy or something right. like that, you know, like and like friends to the end. <laughs> So it's, those those to me make me laugh because it's like, they're just ridiculous because it's like you got killed by a doll what are uh-huh. <laughs> you slow wait Teddy Ruspin took you out by the ankles <laughs> what the fuck kick it it's <laughs> <laughs> exactly it you go like, like how do you do this but it was it was always fun to watch, to watch those and you go and but you go well you've seen it now and like you you right. know you might go back and watch it maybe every every. Halloween season right, or every, right. every time kind of or whatever. More nostalgic and all. Right. And, and then like, you're going, well, what else you got? Like, what else can you right. do for this, you know, character? And they, they developed more ways of, of bringing right. him back and, 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 you know, type of thing. But every once in a while, there's that hit and miss. There's right. a major miss of a, of a one. Like, I always remember the one when I went into the theater. We're watching Hellraiser. And it was... Pinhead in space. Right. You're going. That, to me, was a complete like people loved it, and I'm like, that was a complete miss for me. Like, I was like, why? Hellraiser supposed to be uh, hell on earth, uh, demons, and now he's in space. All right, fine. Yeah, like, a- Planet of the Pinhead. <laughs> it's made no sense. And like, all right, whatever. Yeah, all right, uh, Ed. But uh, you know, it's just like you, you, you like I said, yeah, like I said, you expect something, especially when you're paying for something, you go to the theater and spend yeah. it, and they put all this money into it, and you're going, that's not what I wanted, and you, you and you get it, you like, you're like, I mean, like, especially with nerds with their their films. And stuff. I, I mean, let's face it, James Bond, Star Wars, Star Trek, uh, the moment, the movie in your head's always better than the movie you see on screen. Right. And you always get disappointed. Like I'm sure, as as exciting as exciting as Wakanda Forever is going to be, I don't like. Namers look. I don't like the costume that they gave him. I, don't, I mean, 
I understand they're going with the Aztec, the Mesopotamian era, yeah. like all that stuff. I, I, I understand that, and I complete it. That look does not work for me. The, the what do you call it? The nose piercing. Like I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, all right. I mean, I'm gonna go see it, and I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm just gonna be like, yeah, kind of. See how it all works. I mean, rumor. this is this is one. I mean, I don't get it because I'm I'm not a I'm not a fan of Namor's, but like this is the character right. I've been waiting for for a long, right, and long this is the one time. You're right, and this is the one you're getting. So you're gonna be so I'm gonna be, you're be fan I'm, 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 I'm be honest. I'm gonna be disappointed. You because I, I saw the trailer and you're going, ooh, <laughs> like, right. Like I'm like, like that look is a miss for me. Like if he, if they would have given like the flat top, you know. I mean, I don't mind. I don't care about the actor. I mean, that, I don't really care about like that. And I understand that the character's ethnic background is based on the character. Like, right. like you're you're marrying the two of them, and I'm okay with that. I'm, I understand that, and I accept that, and I'm not like being the grumpy old oh, my neighbor. Just visually, the look, I know what you're going for. It's just not working for me. So I'm hoping that maybe he's only looking that way through a couple of scenes, and maybe he looks like it's. I think I think it's like a like, high dress. Like that's what I'm hoping for. Like right, like, like, like a like a <clears throat> like a, she's flying in, and he's right. like addressing the Wakandian, right, like, so he's right. got to be in his uh, proper garb. And not right, his, and then then he has the when he's fighting people, he's in the he's in a you know another battle armor type thing. Yeah. And Namor never really had a battle armor type thing because he was kind of an arrogant prick and to just be like, I'm yeah. going to be in my green speedo, my foot. <laughs> You're flying around. Yeah, <laughs> with his with his bold slick back right. hair and everything. Uh-huh. The the uh, <laughs> ditch, the 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 flat top. <laughs> Hello, Susan Richards. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm hoping for because that's, that's what I grew up with. You know, you're going, right. you're going. Wait, what's with the nose ring? What's right. That? I'm just like, I'm like, I'm not. I get it. I, I know, I know why you're doing it. I know culturally why. It's like, it's why Jason Momoa was good with the alchemy. You mer- you merged his culture into that storyline. Completely understand it. But you didn't give him his look. He wasn't walking around with a grass skirt on. You know, it just, he just didn't look. Samoan, he looked like Aquaman, right? You know, but you did enough of his culture in there to go. Oh, I get it, water people. You know, from the yeah, I get it. This they're going like they're pushing it real hard, and I'm like, all right, you know what? <sighs> Trust in you know, just kind of go. Okay, you know what? It's probably gonna be a good movie. Let's just go with it, see what happens. But every time I see him on screen, I'm going, yep, not for me. <laughs> that that ain't hashtag not my neighbor, <laughs> not my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and it's because <coughs> I'm like I'm thinking. I just hope it's like a like a quick thing they had to throw together. Right, it's right. CGI that they had to throw in there for the for the trailer because they right, had to get out. misdirection. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna make him look like this, but he'll actually look like this. <laughs> that neighbor's skinny, <laughs> flying around <laughs> with his little wing ankles. <laughs> Hello, people of Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> Kneel before me, I am Prince Namor. <laughs> oh my God, here he comes. <laughs> oh no! Whew. I mean, those ankle wings gotta be gotta be strong ankle wings because he's standing there when he runs. 
every day is leg day right. <laughs> for Namor <laughs> at the gym. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I'm sure it's going to be good and it's going to be great. I'm going to be like, Ed, I saw Wakanda Forever and it was great. But that Namor bit, just, I don't know. <laughs> I I I got tickets already, so I'm excited. You know? <laughs> I am not. I probably will see it like the week after. I'm not looking. I I'll be honest. Lately, I'm just like, is there a spoiler? I don't care. <laughs> like <laughs> Thor: Love and Thunder. How long do I gotta wait before I can stream it on Disney Plus? Because <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm gonna buy it. I know I'm gonna watch it. When's the Steel Book Edition coming out? Uh, can I pre-order it now? Right. And just let me know when it's going to hit Disney Plus, so then I can watch it. I can watch it and go, oh, okay, that's what my movie's going to be when I get back. I'll watch the bonus features. <laughs> like, kind of I did with Love and Thunder. I enjoyed it, but I watched it on Disney Plus before I bought it. And I was like, all right, yeah, sure. Okay, let's throw it in the mix. Throw it in with the collection. Go ahead, bring it in. Oh, special features. Let's watch that. Oh, Tango Black TV audio commentary. I'm going to probably watch the movie again with that because like, it seems kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Black Panther. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to own it. Um, so I'm not like, I need to see it now. <laughs> I'm just like, now I'm at the park going, yeah, all right. What is it? I like to address my friends. <laughs> I know he spoke well. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? I heard his 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 cousin's brothers was was a part well. <laughs> <laughs> his 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 what do you call it? His stepmom fucked a well. <laughs> 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 Dory pops up. I know what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> the first crossover. <laughs> the first true Disney crossover. <laughs> <sighs> All right, Ed. Uh, so, um, Henry Cavill is yeah. back in the news. Because apparently one of the worst kept secrets is Superman makes an appearance at the end of Black Adam. Yes. Oh, spoilers! <laughs> spoilers! However, according to The Hollywood Reporter, Henry Cavill confirms he is back as Superman for future DC movies. Uh, he said in a video, uh, I wanted to make it official, Cavill said in a video after appealing in the mid credit scene of Black Adam. The actor shared a video confirming his commitment to play the DC hero in future films after returning for the mid credit scene in Black Adam, which was released over the weekend and marked his first time in the role since 2017's Justice League. Here's his quote. I wanted to make it official. I am back as Superman. Most of all, uh, he thanked the fans. Most of all, thank you for your support and your patience. He added that what audience saw in Black Adam is a very small taste of things to come. Uh, there's no writers or directors attached to or in the this uh, intention is for Cavill to star in at least one solo Superman movie since his first 2013 Man of Steel. Other movie appearances could potentially follow as DC Films get an overhaul under new Warner Brothers films bosses Michael DeLuca and Pamela Adbe. Um, <clears throat> see, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, yeah. He Cavill wants his wants fans to have fun with the image and video with Instagram critters and fans encouraged to remix the video audio. So, all right, yeah, 
So there you go, folks. There it is. Cavill is back. Cavill is back. Snyderverse is coming back intact. He told THR in 2020, as always, I say the keep is still in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, again, we'll see. (laughs) Snyderverse is returning. Uh, Oh, no, Ed. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. There's a new sheriff in town, Ed. Let me see if I can get that article. Because, new sheriff in town, Ed, and his name is James Good. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. James Gunn and Peter Safran to lead film, TV, and animation division. This is exclusive, also from The Hollywood Porter. Dun, dun, dun. The duo will report to David Zaslav and assume the title of co-chair and co-CEO of DC Studios. <clears throat> so, in a stunning turn of events, filmmaker James Gunn and producer Peter Safran have been tapped to lead DC's film, TV and animation efforts as a co-chairs and co-CEOs for DC Studios, which is a newly formed division at Warner Brothers that will that will replace DC Films. All right, in an unprecedented move, is it really though, in which a top director will assume a top executive post marks the end of a month-long search by Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav to replace DC film boss Walter Hamada, who departed the studio last week. Uh, and search had all of Hollywood guessing and playing executive bingo for who would land in one of the most coveted and challenging jobs in town. Uh, in recent weeks, Gunn and Safran were spotted in the Warner Brothers lot, meeting with Warner Brothers film co-chair Michael DeLuca about future projects. And according to sources, the initial overture to Saffron and Gunn came from DeLuca over the summer, even as the studio was in shaky talks with producer Dan Lin to take the job. Gunn will focus on the creative side of things, while Saffron will focus on the business and production side. Both are expected to continue to direct and produce projects, respectively. They will report directly to Zaslav and work closely with Warner's film bosses DeLuca and Pamela Abdi. Sources say the deal runs four years and Gunn will will, executive, will be exclusive to DC. The goal is for them not just to be producers, but to truly function as executives, even as Gunn will occasionally hone a movie. Uh, and they have to compare it to unlike Marvel Studios, DC has... Oh, hey, would you do that? Close that. Unlike Marvel Studios, DC has multiple films set in separate creative universes. And according to sources, Joker filmmaker Todd Phillips' work on the upcoming sequel which goes in production later this year, will not fall under Gunn and Saffron's purview and instead will be overseen by DeLuca and Abdi. Matt Reeves, who worked under Hamada, has a budding universe based on his Batman movie. It is unclear whose purview Reeves' future projects will fall, but everything else seems to be moving forward, which would be under Gunn and Saffron's. Uh, <clears throat> DC has, this is a quote, DC has among the most entertaining, powerful, and iconic characters in the world, and I'm thrilled to have a singular and complimentary talents of James and Peter joining our world-class team and overseeing the creative direction of the storied DC universe. Zaslav said in a statement, Their decades of experience in filmmaking, close ties to the creative community, and proven track record thrilling superhero fans around the globe make them uniquely qualified to develop a long-term strategy across film, TV, and animation and take this iconic franchise to the next level of creative storytelling. Uh, Gunn is one of the more respected minds in the world of comic book filmmaking. He came up uh, from indie space with, <laughs> with 
He came up uh, from the indie film space and became an A-list director in 2014 with Guardians of the Galaxy and the sequel. He jumped to DC in 2018 to develop the Suicide Squad um, after a rival of Marvel fired him as director of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Studio later reinstated him, and the project is due out in May 2023, by the way. His DC 4A, The Suicide Squad, was critically adorned and spawned the hit HBO Max spinoff, Peacemaker, starring John Cena. Gunn is currently working on a second season. Uh, Saffron, who I really didn't know much about, came up as a manager where Gunn was among his clients, Mm -hmm. and he fully enmeshed in the world of DC as producer of the $1 billion grossing Aquaman and its upcoming sequel, as well as Squad, Peacemaker, and Shazam, and its sequel. His relationship with Warner's extends back 10 years and includes the $2 billion Conjuring Horror franchise. Uh, the Saffron Company recently re-upped its production deal with Warner's. Gunn and Saffron work with top execs, WBD, including TV bosses, blah, 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 smoke, 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 blah, <laughs> name drop, name drop, name, name drop. So, good for him. <clears throat> Trauma Boy makes good. Yeah, which is which, I, is, which is good, you know. It's which, but it's bizarre at the same time. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I, look, it is a bizarre, weird series of events. Goes, you know, he's he, under trauma, makes movies with them, does Slither, with I think is a great horror film. Yeah, gets tapped to do Guardians of the Galaxy, a bunch of misfits no one knows anything about. Huge hit. Right. Strat- it compults, catapults him into you know another stratosphere as a director for Marvel. Marvel gets a second one in him. He then goes, you know, has a little bit of trouble, gets fired because of stuff that he said in the past, and everyone's like, everyone got kind of upset about this. Right. <clears throat> said they weren't going to do three, but while all this is happening, and there's a harumph, harumph, harumph about it, he goes over to DC, and they're like, you want to make a movie for us? And he's like, yeah, what kind of control? Whatever you want. Can I take the Suicide Squad? Sure, what do you want to do with it? What can I do? Anything you want. All right. Phenomenal movie, way right. better than the first one. I'll be honest, yeah. way better. Yeah, because he understands the the characters. He understands the you know the media of, of comic book movies because he, he's done it twice before. Right. <clears throat> you know, um, so I feel like you know, you're going okay. Then Mar- Marvel's like, oh, you did really really good. Can we, can we come back for Guardians three? And they're like, sure, yeah, no problem. And also, I got, a, I got a holiday special coming out, too. You know, like, right. I have an idea for a holiday special. Do you see the trailer for that? Yes. Looks good. Right. I, I, what I expect out of that group of people. Right. <clears throat> it's also going to help bridge the gap between, I'm assuming, between two and three. Because he, we got um, Star-Lord's upset about Gamora. Right. And, but I also think, too, it's also the tie-in. Because there's a right. ride in, in right. Epcot. And they're doing a, a Guardians of the Galaxy overlay, a holiday edition in, in okay, there. So, they, season. so it's a kind of like a combination. Right, of right, right. I think you're right, though. I think it is going to tie in between two and three to give you more right, of a, like a, a continuous over, Right. But I think it's also like the, for the ride, too, because it's like they're trying to inc- incorporate everything. Right. So that way you they suck more money out of sure, basically sure. Disney. Sure. Hey, uh, if you like, if you like the, the special, come see the ride. Yeah, come go right. on the ride. Um, but, I mean, I think it's great just because of the, the you know his proven track record. I mean, I saw Super. I mentioned that a few weeks ago. Right, he right, did. Right. It was an indie film with uh, uh, Rain Wilson. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, Ellen Page, or now Elliot Page, sorry, because, right. you know, it was uh, Ellen Page. Page at the time. Right, Elliot <laughs> Page, and um, what do you call it, his best, one of his best buddies, um, what do you call it, Nathan Fillion. Yeah. <laughs> 
but it was it was it was an interesting. <coughs> and isn't Kevin Bacon in that movie too? Yes, he is. So all right, so then wonder why he's in. You know, <laughs> it makes sense now. Like, oh, he's still friends with him. <laughs> <laughs> so it means like he he has a proven track record. <coughs> like if you if you see his movies, yeah. you kind of think. I remember there was an Xbox game. It was a uh, Lollipop Chainsaw. Lollipop Chainsaw. Yeah. I love that game. It was a great game. You know, and he he's he was the director of that. Right. So you you kind of you kind of get his feel of his style. And right. He, and it was great, and it's it's a perfect fit for superhero movies, right. you know, type of thing. So for him to, to be the head of this is great. It's very exciting, you know. Um, <laughs> the problem is there's suits involved. You know there is. You know <laughs> the, that there's somebody like. Well, you bumped into Kevin Feige, and they're like, "Well, what do you think about this?" He's like, "Look, I, you know, with Guardians of the Galaxy three, with this, I don't know how he's gonna have the time, but you know what? Whatever he does, I'm first in line. I gotta take it because I mean, it's, it, mutual respect, right? You know." Right. Um, um, he'll bury him right. once Guardians <laughs> is done and he's done this right. relationship Kevin Feige will bury James <laughs> Gunn in the dirt I'm <clears> telling <throat> you now like you it might not be like I'm the first uh, in line I'm you know right there uh, blah right. blah blah you know like I'll have conversations with the man and blah 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 and then if you like behind the sixth you know Kevin Feige's like bury the fucker like <laughs> I don't I don't know I feel like their relationship I'm, I'm, I have I'm, nothing I'm, respect wait. in front of the press I smell crossover. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Justice League versus there is, the Avengers. There is, <laughs> no, no, nope, not happening. I don't, I don't that, know. Is, that is too far of a pull. I, it's amazing that we got Spider Man <laughs> in, you know, thing. I don't think Kevin Feige is in to pull that <clears> off. Like I, I w- it would be, it would have to, it would be a miracle of all miracles if you could find some way to get a DC Marvel crossover in there. X Men versus Justice League. I don't, I don't know. Or X Men versus the Justice Society. Like it doesn't have to be the big guys. Right. You get the second wave. Of right. You get the Thunderbolts. You get the B team. You get the Thunderbolts versus you know the the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Something you know. Something to mix it up. You right. go like, oh my god, if they can get and see like to test the waters and see if that works. Can we get the big guys in? Right. Can we get the holy trinity of the bat, the the, the Wonder Woman, and the cape, soup, the, the cape, cape, cow, and, and uh, the lasso? Oh, yeah. Right. Can we get them versus who we got on our side? Oh, we, we don't have Iron Man. We can get you know Hulk. You know, <laughs> we can get Spider Man. We can get you know like um, anybody. <laughs> so so, so it was like Spider Who? <laughs> so like wait what? Are we <laughs> so I'm I'm kind of excited. I'm 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 thrilled. I, just, I mean I think it's great. I, I I'm I'm more curious about the animation part of it. Like right. I got the little the least right. amount of talk in that in that right. article, and you're going. I mean, like, because it was uh, I forget the guy's name now. The the guy who was Batman uh, creator, Bruce Tim. Right. Uh, you know, he was kind of like running the show. I think for animation there. Right. Um, and I think though, I, I'll be honest with you, I think his. Last couple outings were not as good, you know. So you're kind of going, maybe you know, like he's been it too long, you know. Like he needs to, you know, be refreshed. I mean, I, I like to see him still stick around because I still like some of his sure artwork and his animations uh-huh. and, and his some of his ideas. But like, I think he needed somebody else to kind of like going. Yeah, I don't think this is a good idea, you know. Like like a like a fresh set of eyes coming in and going. That sounds great, but. I think this would be better. Right? I, I don't know. How did, I mean, I have not seen the um, <coughs> what do you call it? Super Sons. Yeah, Battle of the Super Sons. Yeah, have you? No, I don't know. I was kind of hoping to be on. I keep checking HBO Max. And it's not there. I was kind of hoping they right. would come up there. I see things, little clips here and there on right. Facebook, yeah, like, YouTube. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta look. It's cute. Look, Starro's the main villain in this one. Yeah, gotcha. 
Uh, okay. Like, all right, me. It might be cute. It also might be cringeworthy. Right. It also might not be for us. It might be for like seven year olds. Right. I, say, and, uh, <laughs> I mean, I eventually will buy it because it was like when you were, you were like, I, I bought that, you know, Mortal Kombat snowboard. Uh, <laughs> it was like, you bought that, but you won't buy this. And it's just like, it's twenty two dollars. Like I don't think I paid. Right. I don't. I don't think I paid twenty two dollars for for the Mortal Kombat That's, series. Uh, right. Right. It's like yeah, I'll pay five bucks for the Mortal Kombat series. Twenty bucks get for an untested Super Suns movie. I don't know. Uh, one down like fifteen. So I'm 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 hoping, hoping it goes hoping down like- a little bit more. And I'm <laughs> like, all right, I'm gonna buy it and try. I will eventually. We'll watch. It. I think I've seen every DC animated movie that's been out. Like you know, so far. I can't think of any one I missed. All right, um, but uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I can't wait. I'm I'm pretty excited. I'm sure there'll probably be like, and this is the first movie from the you know the gun. I just hope they let him. Be. I I can't see I can't see why they couldn't because I mean uh, he's, got was, a, he's got a track record. But the problem is you know <laughs> that sooner or later some suit's going to come in and be like, well, you know, James, that's not how we did it here back then. And James Gunn's going to be like. Suck my dick. <laughs> Whose name's on the door? Not yours. Move along, son. When was the last time you picked up a comic book, huh? Look at that sack of comic books. You know what that's called? Source material. <laughs> well, let's see. I, I don't think I don't think the suits of Warner Brothers are going to be really there anymore. I think right. whoever whoever was the survived charge, the, the you know, you know I got bought out by a, a Discovery right. is not going to be. You know, like you're not going to interfere with them, like you know, like I. Right, I, I there's really somebody that Discovery went. Now that we own your asses, sit your fucking asses down. We got somebody. You want to compete with the big shots? You want to compete with Marvel? This is how we do it. Right. You know, if we take one of theirs and we right. put them in front. Charge. Right. <laughs> this is yeah. how you do it. This is how you do it. You take one of theirs and you make them the boss. That's how you do it. <laughs> you take Ch- one of their talents. That's the Chicago way. <laughs> That's how we do things in Hollywood. That's how we do things here in New York. Right. Yeah. You get that gun character, you make him head. I know he had some trouble. I don't care. You know, people love him. And he brought he brought us that little baby Groot. I love that little baby Groot, that little son of a bitch. I love, I love that baby Groot. He's all oh, that, that twiggy son of a bitch. And what's he going to bring for us, huh? I swear to God, first on his list better be a Batmite fucking movie. <laughs> I love that fucking uh, Batmite. You know what? No, you know what I really like to see him do a Wonder Twins movie. There you go. I think- like I can, like I can. Hey, you know. Hey, what about those Wonder Twins? Eh? Can we get them going? Eh? Get, get, get I going. Think, I think James going to walk in and go. Yeah. I want to do a Wonder Twins movie. I think that would be the most wild ride. Sure. Yeah, you know, for him to do that, I got, I'll direct I, it. You know, you know what? I want to see. I want to see that Mitchell Plick guy. That Mr. Mitzelplick guy, I love that guy. Oh, he both comes in, he goes, starts a bunch of trouble. I'm going to see Mr. Mitzelplick up against Batmite. Who the fuck won't want to see that? Live action. <laughs> Troy Werner, God rest his soul, he would have been perfect for Batmite. <laughs> he would have. <laughs> oh my God, he would have been perfect for Batmite. Oh, man, now I'm depressed. <laughs> Well, Disney re- had reactivated somebody who was dead. So we do it again. We need that Disney money. You know what they did with Peter Cushing? We got to do that with Troy Werner. Put him in a little Batmite costume. It'd be perfect. What's his family doing? We're going to see if we get his rights. In fact, we can make, we can make a Mr. Mitzelplick too. Get him double build. 
resurgence or what's what's uh, what's Warwick Davis doing right now? <laughs> Warwick Davis, he could be a good Mitchell Plick. <laughs> oh my so- god! <laughs> it's like son of a bitch, <laughs> Sean. What? <laughs> That's a good choice. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I don't think though he would turn on uh, Disney. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just saying. I think Troy Baker's like uh, was there a Troy Baker? I mean, <laughs> what's his face? <laughs> Troy Baker, voice actor, Kenny Baker. <laughs> Kenny Baker's dead. Who Willow? <laughs> I just said his name. <laughs> <laughs> Troy Verner's dead. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kenny Baker's gone. Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis. Warwick I actually, Davis. I'm like looking him up because I'm like, I don't remember. Warwick him. Davis. You just said it. I don't remember. <laughs> you just Warwick said. Davis now sitting there listening going, those oh, sons of bitches. <laughs> those assholes. Those assholes. Oh, those pricks. <laughs> you having a laugh? Because he's British. She's <laughs> <laughs> down here. Warwick Davis is Mr. Mitzelplick. He'd be perfect. Reanimate church, you know, animated version of Troy Verner. That might. We don't even see what that what the cow. You know that face. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Be perfect. Sign me up, Mr. Mitzelplick in 3D. <laughs> Actually, I'm trying. I'm trying to see if they actually have the rights to <laughs> because it's like, who made the Ernest movie? <laughs> <laughs> Does, does Warner Brothers on that? <laughs> we can get him back. Like, we don't have to pay a thing. Uh, uh, right. I think... Uh, who owns the Austin Powers movies? I think they do, I think maybe Warner Brothers does. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. Get that little summer... Get those computer guys on it right now. <laughs> Scan him in. <laughs> get Mike Myers in for a little cameo. Be fine. <laughs> Bing, bang, boom, fortune. He could be the. Uh, I love you, Batman. <laughs> I love you, Batman. You, 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 you complete me. <laughs> Bing, bang, boom, fortune. Right. <laughs> it's like printing money over here. <laughs> hey, we're moving on. Since we are definitely still in the DC realm, and Henry Cavill yeah. is also back in the news because, as you know, he is the Witcher. Yes. Was Witcher now. Was. 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 Now he's back at soups. He's going to be too busy in tights to be wielding a sword. So, he is stepping away as Geralt for season four of The Witcher. Right. And he's being replaced with a Hemsworth. Oh, really? Yeah, slow down to Liam. <laughs> slow down. Slow down. It ain't, it, ain't the, it, ain't the, it ain't the good one. It ain't Thor. <laughs> it's... it's <laughs> Damn! And ain't the good one. It's you know, it's the guy. It's the guy who broke Miley Cyrus's heart. It wasn't for him, we wouldn't have the great epic known as Wrecking Ball. <laughs> I came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> it's Liam Hemsworth. All right, just slow your roll. Everyone's like, oh, Hemsworth. It's Liam. Oh. <laughs> it's like it's like dating the ugly twin. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right, so the star who recently confirmed he's back at Superman in future DC films won't be playing Geralt, Geralt in season four. Womp, womp, womp. 
Today, which was um, yesterday, by the way, um, Netflix announced that The Witcher will be back for a fourth season. However, it wasn't all good news, as the streamer also confirmed that Henry Cavill will not be returning for season four. Excuse me. Damn. Instead, Liam Hemsworth will be the new monster slayer, Geralt of Rivia. Netflix live-action adaptation of the popular Witcher books first started airing in 2019 and quickly exploded in popularity, with many praising Henry Cavill's stoic and charming take on the white-haired Witcher himself. Since that first season, The Witcher has become a bona fide franchise for Netflix, leading for more seasons, anime prequels, movies, and even a child-friendly spin-off. Hmm. But the star of the original series won't be sticking around as the fantasy franchise grows. Uh, uh, in a tweet posted earlier today, Netflix confirmed that Cavill will be stepping away from the role after season three of uh, When the Witcher airs, sometime in the future. Starting in season four, Liam Hemsworth will be joining the Witcher family and will wear the white wig and carry the cool swords as Geralt moving forward. <clears throat> Cavill said, My journey as Geralt, uh, Geralt of Rivia, Rivia has been filled with both monsters and adventures, and alas, I will be laying down my medallion and my swords for season four, he said in a statement shared by Netflix. As with the greatest of literary characters, I pass the torch with reverence for the, for the time spent embodying Geralt and enthusiasm to see Liam's take on the most fascinating and nuanced of men. Liam, good sir, this character is such a wonderful depth to him. Enjoy diving in and seeing what you can find. Hemsworth, a Witcher fan himself, by the way, so that's good news. Right. You know, Cavill was a Witcher fan. He did. Well, I don't know if Hemsworth is going to be good, but we'll find out. Also shared a statement about the surprising news, said he's been a fan of Cavill's take on the character for years and that he was inspired by his performance and what he brought to the character. I may have some big boots to fill, but I'm truly excited to be stepping into the Witcher world, said Hemsworth. Uh, the initial reaction online has been, not great. <laughs> <laughs> Many fans are confused and upset to see Cavill leave the role, and while it's likely he's hanging up the Swords of Medallion to replace with, with a red cape and tights as he returns to DC's you know, fan franchise Superman, uh, one may assume many Witcher fans will be sad to see the nerdy actor leave the popular show. But hey, with a lot of DC money, he can probably build a better, even cooler PC. Wop, 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 wop. <laughs> Ooh, that's a tough one. I mean, I mean, uh, especially, I mean, like you know, you, there was there were certain actors that replaced somebody else, and you, some you didn't care, or some you just go, you go, oh, that was actually a better choice right. than the original actor, and you can kind of this could be one of those moments, right? And then again, then again, it could be there George Lazenby. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. <laughs> so, some people are Roger Moore. Some people are Rico George Lazenby. Some people are Timothy Dalton. Some people are Pierce Brosnan. I mean, some are Sean Connery. Some are, you know, Daniel Craig. You, 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 you spin the wheel, you get what you get, and you just hope that it makes it interesting. Yeah. You know, it's coming up soon for season five. We finally got the good. Chris Hemsworth is taking the role. <laughs> See, he makes more sense <laughs> to me. Actually, you know, yeah, we got Liam. Neeson? No, Hemsworth. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. That would have been interesting. <laughs> I have a particular set of skills. Monsters, I will kill you all. <laughs> that actually, I actually want to see that one. <laughs> that season. 
<laughs> Season five. Liam Neeson is Geralt of Rivia. <laughs> we traded one Liam for another. He came in like a wrecking ball. Trash him shit. <laughs> All right, so also, since we're on Henry Cavill, <coughs> you saw the last um, Mission Impossible movie, right? With Henry Cavill in it. Yeah. Okay, so you know this big scene where he's getting ready to fight um, Tom Cruise and he cocks the arms? Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, everyone remembers that. Right. And everyone always makes fun of that moment because it's such a, it's just so weird and so, I'm going to say, kind of iconic. Right. Like, he's the bad guy and he's getting ready to go ahead and little Tom Cruise going against big Henry Cavill and he's got to go... With his arms, right? <laughs> Cocked and ready to go, you know? <laughs> so while Henry's been out, um, he finally explains why he, quote-unquote, reloaded his biceps in Mission Impossible Fallout. <sighs> so this is uh, from Men's Health, by the way. <laughs> where, should we, where do you get such interesting articles? <laughs> so... Back in, in back in 2018, Cavill starred opposite Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible Fallout. But perhaps the most memorable and enduring image of the movie occurs during a bathroom fight scene where Cavill character August Walker pumps his biceps while writing himself for another round of packing punches, a moment which the internet instantly decided him re, he was re, reloading his arms. <laughs> Secondarily... The curiously edited reload also appears to add a pocket to his shirt, as well as bestowing the actor some additional facial hair. <laughs> During a live recording of the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast in New York City, Cavill joined Josh Horowitz on stage to talk about, among other things, The Witcher Season 3, his return to DC Universe, and those persistent rumors about him being the next James Bond. But he also reflected on one of the most viral moments of a career, and no, we're not talking about the uncanny horror, which was his CGI mustache removal in Justice League. <laughs> he said, I've seen so many conversations about this on Reddit where I managed to punch a pocket square on my shirt and grow a beard, he said. And if you watch, there's there 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 it is. You gotta look at his shirt. His it, the shirt pops open with the pocket, yeah. and his facial hair, because of the camera angle, just does seem to make it grow a little bit more. <laughs> He said, <clears throat> "He's like he's, he said to clarify, the arm pump was actually unscripted. It was a very intense fight scene. We've been actually shooting it for about three weeks on that stage, which is a long time in comparison to things like The Witcher, where you have a day, he says. And everything starts to get quite sore after a while because it's a lot of repetitive motion and the connective tendons in my biceps were getting sore. So I had to warm them up before I threw for first uh, warm them up before I threw a few punches. I did it once and thought, oh, God, that probably looks really stupid. I can't believe I did that. And then I did another take without doing it, he continued. And the director, Christopher McQuarrie, said, why didn't you do that thing? That was really good. And I was like, that was good? He said, yeah, definitely do that. <laughs> so that's uh, there you go, Ed. There's the secret behind his, his reloaded his arms. I... At the moment I saw that in the trailer, I was like, yeah, I got to see this movie. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in. A son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> I mean, that was, that was, because I mean, every time you watch the trailer, I mean, every time he comes on, oh. it's, it's the first thing you see. Uh-huh. You're going, oh my God, fight scene. Here comes Harry Crow, pops up and goes, yeah. his arms. You're like, 
Oh, he means business. <laughs> and you know, because when you see when you see a muscle guy go, you know, do that, and you're going, you're going, oh shit, it's going down. Like, Fuck, someone's about to get food barred. <laughs> It's so, and it's such a good action scene. He's such a good. He's so good in that movie. <clears throat> so there, you, there you go, Ed. Um, all right, let's talk about Doctor Who. All right, all right. Finally, what do you mean, finally? Kind of the DC camp here, right? Uh, Ed, have you known that what's her face? Uh, we call it. She regenerated already. Yeah, I heard. I've heard. Did you see who she regenerated into? I've heard. <laughs> I wait for you to tell the audience. David Tennant is back as the doctor. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read a couple of um, articles. This is from Variety. Um, I'm just going with this one. Doctor Who. David Tennant confirmed as 14th Doctor with Nooktai Gottwild to follow. So he's going to be the 15th Doctor. Right. Uh, Jodie Whittaker, the 13th Doctor of the BBC long-running, immensely popular Doctor Who series, regenerated on Sunday, October 23rd, revealing David Tennant who was the 10th Doctor as the 14th Doctor. Tennant and Catherine Tate are reprising their roles for the show's 60th anniversary, and the BBC has confirmed that they will appear in three special episodes set to air in November 2023. Just a quote, David Tennant, previously known as the 10th Doctor, is now also known as the 14th Doctor. Confused? Don't worry, he seems to be a little perplexed too, the BBC said in a statement. The next Doctor, played by sex education star... Nictuti Gatwa, I'm, I'm going to picture that name all the time. Yeah. Will take control of the TARDIS after Tenet with his first episode airing over the festive period in 2023. Doctor Who showrunner Russell T. Davies said, If you thought the appearance of David Tennant was a shock, we've got plenty more surprises along the way. The path to, to, to 15th Doctor is laden with mystery, horror, robots, puppets, danger, and fun. And how is it connected to the return of the wonderful Donna Noble? How, what, why, we're giving you a year to speculate, and then all hell is let's loose. Uh, for the specials, Heartstopper, actor Yasmin Finney joins the cast as Rose. It is revealed in May that there's also a mysterious new character played by Neil Patrick Harris. Hmm. Davis said at the time, life on Doctor Who gets brighter and wilder. How can there be another Rose? You'll find out in 2023. But it's absolute joy to welcome Yasmin to the Doctor Who set. We all fell in love with her in Heartstopper. One of those shows which will change the world. Now Yasmin can change the Hooniverse. Uh, <laughs> okay. Why would you say that? Hmm. Now, let's see. There's another article. Uh, the, doc- the new Doctor Who is David Tennant. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, David Tennant's power to Doctor. And for reason, Tennant's return remains unclear. Um just so you know, the power of the Doctor brought back many familiar faces throughout the Doctor Who's history, including Colin Baker, Paul McGann, Sophie Aldrin. However, the showrunner, Russell T. Davies, taking over from Chris Chinball for the upcoming three-episode 60th celebration. Some of the biggest returns are still to come. Uh, Tenet comeback, Tenet's comeback has been public knowledge for some time. I didn't know that. Did you? Mm, no. Yeah. I have kind of fallen off. I fell off because I, 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 I had no problem with Jodie Whittaker being uh, Doctor Who. No, <coughs> it didn't bother me at least. 
It was the writing that was just terrible. Well, I have something. I I have. I I've got a theory. So go ahead. But like, so for I have me, not watched, I've, I haven't watched any of the Peter Capaldi or the Jodie Whittaker. I, I say I watched the Peter Capaldi because I, I did I did enjoy him. It was like it was like the same thing where you like I don't know if I like this doctor. <laughs> right, and give you kind time. of give him time. Blah blah blah. And I watched a few episodes. Me and my wife and my wife actually started tuning out before I did. Mm. And I'm like, oh really? And she's like, yeah. I, I don't I don't know what it is. I said I think it's the writing. I think it's just because it's so blunt and in your face. That makes you feel like I'm like I have enough white gills. It is I don't need Doctor Who to spell it out for me. Right, like I noticed yeah. there's some. Uh, so there was like a Rosa Parks episode. Yeah, it seems very like to use the term woke. I don't mean it in the negative space. I meant it like it just seemed to be like it, very much in your face, kind of like mm. like oh well now we have a woman doctor. We're gonna do all these and. I do feel like it goes to basically, we'll slide into my theory. I think a lot of people left the show. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people still are probably, you need a way to bring them back into the fold. So the best way to do that is not only to bring back one of the original writers of the most, you know, of everyone's favorite doctor, but to bring that doctor back. I mean, let's face it, you didn't have, how many zeros did they throw a tenant to do this? Right. You need I, I, because I'm I'm a skeptical person through for some things. I feel like her role in the Doctor hurt the ratings. Mm-hmm. So now you need to get those ratings back up to before you can introduce the new Doctor. Because let's face it, that new Doctor also is going to be very controversial. So if you you need to have a bump up before you lose more people, right. potentially. He could be great as a doctor. I don't know. I mean, I see. I've seen the show Sex Education. It's a good show. I I recognize his face, but I don't know how he's going to be in this role. No one really does because it's his first time being the doctor. Well, the the problem is, is he could be the best doctor there ever was, right? But if nobody's watching, right. nobody's going to care, right? And everyone knows that the actor himself is is um in the, in the gay lifestyle. Um, he's homosexual, mm-hmm. so therefore you know that they're going to probably lean heavily into that. That lifestyle again, perfectly fine. It's not the first time I've watched, you know, John Barrowman and fucking Torchwood sleeping his way through. Was every guy in, in there on the on the show? Right. I'm used to that. It's not a big shock to me to see like, okay, there's going to be a character in, in who's gay. I'm okay with that. It's not the first time I've seen it. Right. I think that he's he's a minority in a minority African. Um, um, I would say African American, but he's definitely. Um, British, African, or, or, or do they do they have like, or are we the only country that has to be obnoxious enough and be like, well, they're African American? Yeah, we are. Okay, fine. So he, because of his nationality and his the color of his skin, his sexual orientation, I feel like a lot of Whovians are going to jump off because of him. As a shame as it is, just like you know, people jumped off with Jodie Whittaker just because she was a woman. You jumped off because she, writing was bad, right? So I feel like in order you're going to have to bump these people, you have to bump those numbers back up because there's another big thing that happened to Doctor Who that is going to curtail into my next um, thing that I don't know if you saw. No, I didn't. Oh, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like you get you know Russell T. Davies back, you get you know David Tennant in, everyone's like, oh my God, everyone's favorite Doctor is back. It's going to be awesome for a three-episode arc. Yay. Skyrocket! It's mm-hmm. going to be huge ratings, and they're going to be like, "And now the new Doctor," and people are going to be like, "Oh, I'm out," or do the old, 
I'll give it a couple episodes like I do all the other doctors and wait till wait for the writing to maybe either be better or be worse. Right. I think that the person, I think Davies, I think is back as showrunner. So as a, as a writer, I don't know if he's just doing these shows. Didn't say. I got the impression that he was going to be writing for going forward. Right. So maybe, maybe <clears throat> you'll see an uptick in better writing. Well, it's a second. Like it's, it's that, that that brings up the interesting point because you're going well. Like, can Russell T. Davies come back and save the show? Because I think he's, I think he got to a point where he's like, I'm kind of burnt out doing this, and that's why I left. You know, wasn't you know like? Well, sure, but maybe now he's like, uh, you know, someone comes going, hey, look, we need we need you to save the day, or maybe when you're doing that job for so long and you're coming up with all these articles, I mean, all these all these stories. They do tend to run out of ideas, but then you take a step back, and then that creative process restarts itself. Like right. maybe it's a just when you thought you're out, you get pulled back in because you realize, well, maybe I do have a couple more stories left because the world has changed from what he was writing then to now. Right? There's other stories, you know, maybe more, you know, might be more. Uh, again, using air quotes for woke episodes or bringing certain, you know, Doctor Who's pretty good at being real smart about how it plants a message into you mm-hmm. sometimes there it's more um like a, a, a scalpel than a blunt instrument like i feel like the jody whitaker age era from how you describe it it was being more as a blunt instrument right you're gonna like this because we said so right where the, the some of the other episodes were like you're gonna like this and you're gonna not know why and then all of a sudden it's gonna hit you and you're like son of a bitch right you know so maybe that there's some of that like i, I you know <clears throat> you just gotta wait and see that being said, I have not yet watched any of her stuff. I it was on sale on Vudu, but it's only the season thirteen, not not eleven or twelve. So I'm kind of waiting for that whole Jodie Whittaker complete complete series, series, series complete right. run, so I can actually kind of get into it because I've I I just started. I am like episode one of the David Tennant years, and I just kind of stopped because I was watching other things. Right. But I do want to get to the Peter Capaldi era. I don't feel like I need to kind of watch all the other Doctor Shoes shows before that because they do a really good job of when you introduce a new Doctor, they kind of soft reset everything. And they kind of give you like, you know, this is a Doctor. Who is he? Well, I don't know because he's got all these new companions. Come along for the ride and you learn more about the Doctor as you progress through the seasons. Right. So I kind of feel like, yeah, maybe I can just, you know, jump in there and see what... Peter Capaldi is going to be like Ralph and the Get and not really worry about it. And then, it feels like like when you watch him, you feel it's going to be short. You're like, right. I don't feel like I, I watched him long enough to go. Do I like him like, like enough? Right. Like, I think he was an okay doctor. I don't think he was like he's like one of my best. Like kind right. of thing. Like he's up there in the list. You know, right? Up, he's up no Tom Baker, right? <laughs> you know, uh, but it's it's like <clears throat> like he's not bad. It's just like you're going. He, he, he needed he needed something, and that's I think where where I think a was, good companion works, right? Like I think the companion was okay. It just I don't think the storyline went to a point where you were going, this is making sense, like kind of thing. Like they really okay. they're really trying to put him somewhere and fit him in because it's like you you have to you have to know the history of Doctor Who, and I'm like I'm not right. an expert in any right. sense. You know, Whovian, right? 
You're kind of like a part-time movie. You're part-time movie. Like but like, like there was there was different Whoever. doctors. Like, like they would like because like the the idea of Doctor Who was supposed to be kind of almost like history, like type of thing. Right. Where they would have gone to different periods of time. Right. And and explored different history, and that's kind of what the overall theme for a while. And then after a while, they got away from that and got more sci-fi because that's what the ratings wanted. Like, right. That's that what, hooks you in. Right. That's what people uh. got out of it. So you kind of get that. But there was like one, like the, I think it was Doctor number three, I think it was. Yeah, three. He was, he was like, <laughs> he, he based in London. Like he didn't really time travel right, like, as much. Good. Production was really poor. <laughs> right. We had no money for budget. So we're just going to keep him here on Earth. Just here in London. He had a, he had a car and said, I took on this kind of thing, like a, a weird car that he drove around in, you know, the 60s and all, <laughs> right. or 70s. And then when Tom Baker came back, they kind of brought back the whole era of right. time travel and all that kind of stuff. And, right. the, and the real far out there, you're going, what the fuck did I just watch the right. episode right. of Dr. Nice. <laughs> you okay. Know? So like so the same like so like like you after a while you're going where are we now like what what, what are we doing with him you know like right. anything and that that's where where I think Peter Capaldi got into trouble is because I don't think they put him in a spot they were they're trying to make him a teacher like a like at a university you um. know like they as his backdrop and you're going he didn't really need that there was nothing right. you know like you know like like they all just kind of traveled through time from Eccleston to to. Uh, 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 Smith. Uh, Smith, you know, kind of thing, and you got it, you know, and it's just like, you know, and it was it was running so well, and then you're, you know, you had to, he had to move on, and you had to get somebody else, and then it's just like, yeah, you know, and then they just kind of dropped there a little bit, and then Jody Whitaker, you're going, I hope this is good because it was mediocre but best for him, and you're going, and now you're going, eh, no, well, and good, I'm I'm gonna drop a bombshell on you. Uh, this was uh, <laughs> written from the Hollywood Reporter uh-huh. on October 25th. Doctor Who heading to Disney Plus in landmark streaming deal. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you got to be shitting me on this one. <clears throat> All new seasons of the BBC's cult favorite, including those with upcoming Doctor Who, the new guy, Gatwa, will stream exclusively on Disney Plus outside of the UK and Ireland. So... BBC uh, still keeps them. Disney has acquired the streaming rights to BBC cult favorite Doctor Who. Under under a landmark deal, Disney Plus will exclusively stream all upcoming seasons of the show outside of the UK and in Ireland, where they will remain with the BBC. The announcement, which has been rumored for months, was made uh, by incoming Doctor Who Gatwa during an appearance on Live with Kelly and Ryan, with the first episodes from the new partnership expected in November 2023 in the UK and Ireland to coincide with the series' 60th anniversary. Here's quote is, I love this show, and it's, this is the best of both worlds. With the vision and joy of the BBC and Disney Plus together, we can launch the TARDIS all around the planet, reaching a new generation of fans while keeping our traditional home firmly in the BBC and the UK. He, return, he said, I said returning showrunner Russell T. Davies, who succeeds Chris Chimbinal. For Doctor Who to have the backing of two of the most innovative and respected media organizations in the world is a testament to the unique drive and vision at the heart of the show, said Jane Tranter and Julie Gardner, who are the executive producers and co-founder at Bad Wolf, who are co-producing with the BBC. 
uh, Bad Wolf are beyond delighted to be once again working with the genius that is Russell T. Davies and with the exciting new partnership between the BBC and Disney. We can together reach even greater heights, producing from Wolf Studios Wells ambitious stories through time and space for audiences across the globe. Added Alyssa Blown, president of Disney+. Plus. <clears throat> we are excited by the opportunity to bring new seasons of the beloved franchise exclusive to Disney+, Plus and introduce the show to a new, the next generation of audiences in more than 150 markets around the world. The series is a perfect addition to our ever-growing catalog of global content that continues to make Disney Plus the home for exceptional storytelling. Uh, though Gatwa's official run as the 15th Doctor will kick off in late 2023 before David Tennant will return to the TARDIS for three specials. We are delighted to join forces, forces with a partner who shares our vision and ambition for one of the most iconic shows in British TV history, said Rebecca Glashow, CEO of Global Distributions BBC. This is great news for everyone who loves Doctor Who and for all the new fans we'll reach through this powerful partnership. Ed? There's a new sheriff in town. His name's Disney. <laughs> Jesus fucking... I mean... <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Like, I mean... <laughs> like, I, I mean, I'm kind of curious because... I mean, how far back do you go? Like, Disney, did Disney walk in and went, how much you want for the whole thing? <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? They're like, well, well I, look, you guys keep him. He's your boy. We want streaming rights. This is Disney Plus we're talking about. Do I need to pull out my whole dick? Or will the tip just suffice? And they're going to go, Oh, uh, well, what you got? Okay, well, let me just pull out just a little bit more. You guys keep all. You, he's your boy. You guys keep all. We just want to stream him. Where, But the new guy. What about the old stuff? We'll talk about that. Like, they haven't talked about, like, like look, it's the BBC. I'm sure they have archives of all the shows. Uh-huh. I mean, it's it's their... I think you're. I think if if anything, you're going to get the Eccleston through now years. Like that's what you're going to get. I you know what? Plus. I, yeah, but Disney Plus could even be just as far as going. You got sixty years of Doctor Who. Here is like, how would you like to just say, here's the Tim Baker era. Like, click on this. Here's his whole run. Here's the Eccleston. Here's his whole run. Tim Baker. Tom, Tom Baker. <laughs> Tim Baker. That's my nephew. <laughs> he's he's you know he's actual Baker. <laughs> Tim Baker. Tim Baker. Hi, everybody. I'm the new doctor. I can call me Tim. I'm a little tiny. Uh, anyway, but, sorry. As soon as you said that, I'm like, Tim Baker. I'm like, running through my relatives. I'm like, Tom Baker? I know there's another Baker. Like, right, but could you Baker? imagine, like, hey, look, here's, here's, and also that 90s TV movie. Here you go. Like, how much are his Disney going <laughs> cool. oh. mean, I think, I think. Well, he, I think it was on Fox, so I think Fox owns uh-huh. that right. TV movie. So that means Disney already had it in. Yeah. So they're just like, we got this thing, we want to play it, but where we get, well, in order to air that, we need to have the Doctor, whole Doctor Who here series. How much do they want? <laughs> You're kidding, right? No, no, go ahead. It's going to be funny. You know, and then someone's like, okay, hold on. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Can I speak to the head of BBC? Because. <laughs> Who's the head of Doctor Who? I, I need to. I, I need to talk to them. Who's this? It, it's Disney. 
No, no, seriously, it's Disney. Here's my name. <laughs> no, seriously, it's Disney. Yeah, we're calling because can you give me the head of Doctor Who? You know, there's got to be a, a whole wing dedicated to just him. Hi, you know, person answers the phone. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah. How are you doing? Like, look, this is sound ridiculous, and just hear me out. How much you want for the whole thing? <laughs> no, no, seriously, no. no. Get the fuck out of here. No, really, I'm, I'm not drunk. I'm not high. I know I'm American. <laughs> but, you know, no, seriously, seriously. Hear me out. We just, we have this one show. We don't know what to do with it. It's a Doctor Who show. Because it's from Fox. It's, 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 you know, it, it came with the, came with the station. <laughs> it was left over. It was, we were cleaning out some closet space and then this we found the box this, this old VHS tape fell on the floor and it said Doctor Who and we're like what and we popped it in and we watched the batshit craziest episode of Doctor Who who knew what alright fine like so we were thinking how what are we going to do with it we can't air it on anything except our own platform but we can't just have one episode of Doctor Who so we're thinking, I don't know, if you'd like, how much to air the Doctor Who episodes on Disney+. Plus? Okay, hold on. The number's this. You're on. <laughs> Who do I make the checkout to? <laughs> it's, be like, it's like, you know, like, how much? Hold on. It's, I, I got to talk to somebody. Hold on. Click. They only want two hundred million. Just wait five minutes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just wait. Five million? Five or five? That's it? Really? Are they high? Is it tea time? Maybe they just have a little bit too much tea. Find out. Hi, um, is that only only six zeros? Because I just want to, I just make sure you take that credit card. I'm just trying to do the same on the phone right now. Like. You know, just not for nothing. I look, I, we feel kind of bad. Not fi- let's make it fifty million because we don't really we don't get out of bed for anything more than twenty five. You know, the mouse has the strict orders that if we're going to throw money around, it's got to be at least worth his time. Hold on, five million. Who? Who? Do you want to personally buy that yourself? Or should we can pull it together. Five million. It's gotta. It's gotta be a nice chunk. But so let's just hash out the deals. We get straight. No, 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 no. You guys can keep him. It's fine. We don't. We don't want to own him. We just want to stream him. You know, we have 150 markets. You guys have BBC and BBC America. How would you like to come be part of Disney? Just Doctor Who it up. Doctor Who it up. 60th anniversary. Disney's celebrating celebrating their 100th anniversary, so they're high on life. (laughs) They're like, what are you going to do? Oh, buy fucking Doctor Who. (laughs) What? You heard me? I want to own Doctor Who. That's that's your wish list? Yeah, sure. Now now, now I know they're going to see a TARDIS. At England's uh-huh. uh, in the Epcot Pavilion in England, you know, because they're like like promoting the Doctor Who right. streaming on B- uh-huh. on, uh, on Disney Plus next oh, year. Tardis is going to show up with these big Mickey ears. 
2025, the BBC is going to be owned by the Walt Disney Oh my God! No, that's 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 how we're going to do it. Hold on, hold on. No, no, hold on. What's what's the real plan? Doctor Who, then BBC. We just don't tell. Okay. No, no, we just want Doctor Who. No, honestly, you can keep him. That's all we're interested in. Just streaming him. Sure. Okay. Uh, we'll we'll get our lawyers. We'll have our lawyers call your lawyers. <laughs> see see and sh- see on the streaming platform. Click <laughs> phase one. Complete. Phase one complete. Because <laughs> that's that's what that's what's gonna. Of- now America invades Britain. <laughs> <laughs> Queen Elizabeth never would allow this to happen. <laughs> <laughs> too soon. Too, too soon. soon. <laughs> Take advantage of Charles while he's still new in the office. Before he gets the crown. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> that's, it's, it's, that's what's like, wow. Like, like that's just a mind. Like, how does that fucking fit? Like, are, is Disney now like going, what's the weirdest shit we can find so we can put on this thing? You know, like, like we got to find the weirdos. Because they're the weirdos. They're the ones with the money. We gotta get them that thing. We've gotten the Star Wars people. We've gotten the Marvel people. Give us another fandom. We can't. We can't buy Paramount yet because they, they got Star Trek. What else is out there that we can own? It's like it's like we need a we need a collection like a jar of things. What right. do we got? I mean, there's the Whovians. The what? The Whovians? I mean, those people who like Doctor Seuss. No, 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 no. The Whovians. The they're the people who like Doctor Who. What? Doctor Who? Who's he? Uh, exactly. <laughs> like, let's not do this. Do we, do we own any Abbott and Costello movies? Because <laughs> right now, I feel like we're in one. And they're like, no, no, seriously. The, the Whovians, they like the TARDIS and the Doctor Who and the show and the Rose. And I just don't want to go. Please, oh, please. And, you know, what do you think they're worth? Um, I don't know. I mean, a couple billion, maybe? Like, are they worth more than Star Wars? Nah, maybe not. I mean... They're smarter. <laughs> I mean, you know, let's face it. BBC's been around for 60 years. Some of those people are still alive. You know, they, I mean, they probably, you know, those shows probably pushed a generation forward to just like anything else as far as wonderment and sci-fi. And we don't own that. You know, it's another big conglomerate franchise that we can gulp up. Yeah, it's saying you know? like like you're you know like I'm I'm kind of I am kind of curious what the, the the deal was like what numbers because it's like is it like did they give them just a a flat rate like what how, what do we rate the checkout do <laughs> <laughs> or was it like by prescribe by, by subscriber like type of thing right. like we'll put you on the service but it's going to be like if. If twenty million people watch you, we're gonna give you a dollar, like tiny type of thing. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I'm sure the closer it gets to that moment, we'll probably hear more about the deal, like like the fine. Somebody's gonna be like, "Oh, well, in this president the thing, this is what the this is what the deal works." I'm sure there's a, a bean counter going. We got who? <laughs> what? <laughs> no way! Disney's going. <laughs> Hold on, on. Can we just print money now? <laughs> I mean, can we just call the government and go, yeah, we'd like to have Mickey Mouse's face on the $1 bill. Because, let's face it, we's the one making the money now. Yeah. Like, I could, you know, somebody could run for president right now and be like, no, 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 let's have Mickey Silver approval. Is he on Disney Plus? No, he doesn't get the job. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, that's like somebody, down, some, so, yeah. I mean, somebody, there's a room full of people went, well, what do you want to do? Like, well, it's, you know, there's that 60th thing going on. Like, someone had to have the idea first. To somebody, be go somebody, like, probably, somebody probably, because I think they're on HBO Max. I'm, I'm like, they are on HBO Max. They're going, you know, I, I don't, like, I can't, I'm a Disney exec, I can't watch HBO Max. <laughs> Let's see if I I'm a Hoovian fan, you know, like type of thing. I want to see what's going on. Let's see if we can get it. You know, that's like that's, okay. That's, no, that's it's a, it's well, a now this brings up an interesting point because you just had the merger between Dis- Discovery and you know um, Warner Brothers, right? And they've axed a lot of their stuff on HBO Max and stuff like this. So maybe a, a Disney representative walked in to Discovery and went, "What are you guys doing with Doctor Who? Because we're interested. You guys technically own it." We just want to stream it because we, what are you guys doing with HBO Max? Because they're a good competitor. However, though, you guys seem to be not really knowing what you're going to do with it. Right. How about if we offer you some money to take Doctor Who away from you? Or is there enough money that we can all wet our beaks? Except we're going to be streaming rights for all of it because you know what? We want it all. We, you know. I don't, I'm saying, like, I think, I think. There, there's, there's a streaming thing at, that, that Disney Plus goes. Oh, Whovian's con- the Doctor Who contracts up in 2023. Maybe we'll take it. Right. Someone went buy it now. Just right. go now. Right. Make an offer right now. Make an offer right now. And they're like, and they go, how much? It's probably like, like, probably like what? Maybe like fifty million dollars or right. like a hundred million dollars. Let's say a hundred million dollars. Yeah. That seems to be a little bit more over. The amount right. that they got for HBO Max's right. contract. And you figure yeah. probably went, well, okay, we're going to make you an offer right now. You go back to Discovery and Warner Brothers, see if they're going to counter offer you because your, your thing's up by then. And if they're not going to counter offer you, you can, we can sign the paperwork right now. Right. And they go into Disney, they go to Discovery, Warner, HBO Max, Warner Brothers, that combo. And they're like, we don't, we're just, we don't know what we're going to do with that because we just, we just started this whole thing. Like we just bought them. Yeah, we don't know we how don't we're know. gonna. We're not. We're not even sure how we're gonna form this all up. Yeah, yeah. you want to know what we're gonna do next year? Well, we don't know. Oh, fine. Fuck you. We're leaving. Right. You know, they just offered us this much money. Can you match that much money? Well, we don't know how much money we're gonna make at all. Whether or not we keep HBO Max. Well, guess what? Then we're peace out, bro. You know, 60th anniversary, Mickey years. <clears throat> you know, and again, it comes down to like I'm curious that would they. How far back would they go? Because Disney has all that other archival footage stuff already on there. Not right. for Doctor Who, but for Disney itself. Right. All that stuff. So it's almost like having a historian. Um, like, I don't I mean. Well, because the thing is, like, the biggest critique that Disney has, in fact, is is that if you if you didn't have, like, the new stuff that they're putting out there, right. like the Andor, the Mandalorian uh, like and a lot of the just Star Wars in general, you know, type right. of thing. Like if you didn't have that, Disney Plus wouldn't do as well as it does. Like it, it would. Right. It, there would be there would be a fandom, but it wouldn't be something like a staying power for years right. on years on years. Right. You need constant. You need you need new blood. You need new shows. Right. So I mean, you're you're just you're everybody's just sucking up where they can. Right. Like they they think so. Disney Plus is going. Let's let's do something unprecedented. Let's do Doctor Who, and you're right. going, and everybody, everybody's probably this is what we just did. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Are right. you serious? Like, and you're going, and you're laughing, and you're going, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But somebody had this vision, going, I want this, and you're right. going, all of a sudden, you call BBC up, going, hey, yeah, your contract's up. When? Hey, you know what? We'll do right. this. Like, uh, like, I, I, what's the number? I'll match it, and and 
Right, throw ten percent in, ten percent over. And not only that, we don't want to own it. We'll just want to stream it. Right. You guys can still own it. Right, you guys can <clears> do what you want. Blah blah blah. And there might be even a deal where they're going, "Hey, you want some Disney money? Right, to, well, for production we'll value. You, right, because you know we're here since we own the streaming rights. We now have a say in your production value. So here's you know a percentage of our streaming revenue can go into your show. Right. So therefore, you can have let's say a million dollar episodes, a million dollar episodes of Doctor Who every single season. Right. You know, might seem like crazy, but it's if it's doable. And Disney's like, yeah, I wipe my ass with a thousand dollar bill every day. You know, like it's it's they're like, all right, I guess we got the Americans' money now. Like, <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> somebody's sitting there going, let's let's give it a shot. And then someone went, that sounds like a good idea. We get to own it still, but we got paid to have someone else stream it for us. It kind of works out in everyone's favor because now we get Disney money to help produce the show and there's going to be a big fanfare and you're going to have new people, maybe people who are more, quote-unquote, woke right. now. I mean, let's face it. I mean, I, Again, I'm not using woke as a negative connotation here. I'm just saying that Marvel and, and Disney are trying to promote and not uh, make sure that every everybody is represented in their shows. All right. Doctor Who is also trying to do that. Doctor Who has the uphill battle of trying to do it with one show. So, you know, you have people who, who have been watching, you know, I've been watching Doctor Who since I was 15 back in the 70s. Now, this is not my, do- and you know, okay, fine. How do we reach an audience that Doctor Who can be correlate with? That maybe their vision of being more inclusive with their programming coincides with you know what it works with disney because we're all working together here to to help push a wider audience to make sure everyone feels inclusive right maybe bbc says well that's the way we can do with doctor who is because disney's doing that already with ms marvel you know uh, she hulk wakanda forever is very pro woman because you know sherry's going to be you know Black Panther. All right. So there's gonna there's already you know there's already rumblings and and shifting of personas of how we we view our heroes. Right. Maybe it all works together. Maybe there's somebody going. I think this works well. And I think this is a good deal. Obviously, someone did because they signed the paperwork. I'm curious to see like how far. I think I would. I have no way of getting the Tom Baker series of Doctor Who stuff outside of buying it. Right. But if I can stream an episode or two just to be like, oh, so this is what it was like in the in the seventies and eighties. I forgot because well, you know, Pluto has it. I mean, you can yeah. you can watch like like I don't know how far back it goes, but you can I know you can watch the Tom Baker, uh, 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 Pete Davidson, right? Right? No, not Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I forget the second the doctor after Tom Baker. Right, it's the it's the guy who's who's the father-in-law of David Tennant. Tennant right. <laughs> Him, uh, you know, uh, I think Sylvester McCoy. I'm not I don't remember Sylvester McCoy, but it it streams like 24/7 right. and you you and you get every episode because it's usually like a four-part episode. Right, yeah, but like I that, that, yeah, but I'll be like, "Hey, here's part 3 of part 4." I'm like, "Son of a bitch. Just give me day 1." I like, go, "Oh my god, Tom Baker regenerates into Tom Baker." And I'm like, yeah. "Let me start right there." You know, and then just kind of watch forward. If I'm interested. But I can see Disney having, like, here's the Doctor Who. Click on there to access the, the Who page. Right. And then here's the David Tennant years. Here's the Matt Smith era. This is the Picaldi era. Bacardi. Bacardi. <laughs> Bacardi. 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 
you know, here's all the the iterations. Here's all the specials. Here's all the archival footage of the interviews that I've done. Like that, it's could be genius, right? Right, and that's to say if they could if they could pull that off. I mean, I I, I think eventually it would get there. I don't know. Right. If, I don't know if they would do that right away because it's insane. You're 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 working with now with somebody like they put on Zorro. The original, like, 50s or 60s Zorro, oh, yeah? black and white on there, you know, type right. of thing. And my dad loved that show when he right. was a kid and all, and he would talk about it. You know who doesn't it. like it? Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Just <laughs> Just saying, probably not a big fan. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm masking my dad was a big fan. <laughs> anyway. <coughs> okay. <laughs> I think I'm back. <laughs> All right. So, but I don't think it did well in terms of viewership. Like, like people who are nostalgic for it watched it. Right. You know, right, and right. like... You get, you get the one person going, oh, what was that like back in the 50s? Ooh, okay. <laughs> and that was like, you know, like, like <coughs> I, I didn't even watch it. I was kind of thinking about why. I don't even know. If, I think it's still there, but I, 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 I have like a bunch of them because I did right. buy them for my dad sure. for Christmas one year and then... He had them, and then when he passed away, they gave them back to me because, right. like, you know, my, well, yeah. my, you know, my mom did. It was like, ah, oh, maybe you should have. Them. Uh, but uh, it's the idea, just that, like, like how nostalgic can you be for the older Doctor Who episodes? <coughs> like you, like you, like I, w- I would love to have the Tom Baker years to watch those again. Right, but I do. I watch them on Pluto once in a while. I watch the four episode arc, and I go. Ooh, how terrible these are. <laughs> these are bad. This is not, we're not our nose. You fucking with the new ones. <laughs> nostalgia is, is, you have to be very nostalgic for this to right. enjoy it. You know, and Did then, I see a wall move? <laughs> <laughs> Did I just see a fake bug that they threw right. at somebody? <laughs> Did, you know. Uh, I, we paid how much? <laughs> PVC's going, jokes on you fuckers. There's some right shit back then. <laughs> Succeed so from us, will you? <laughs> right. <laughs> we win. <laughs> Revenge is ours after all those 200 and some odd years. Fuck you. You can suck our baker. <laughs> Dizzy's like, ooh. <laughs> Well, the idea is, it's like you know, like I said, there's there's like a handful, and I think there would be more uh, people from the seventies and all that you know grew up with Doctor Who. Sure, uh, you know, I I am kind of curious because I know there are some lost episodes because they were right. gone and they were found in some right. foreign country that they right. brought them back and right. all that kind of thing. 
So I would be kind of curious to see the original Doctor Who's, like what they look like right. and how they, you know, played out, you know, kind of thing. Then I'd be like, ooh, you can't go back home again, can you? Ooh, maybe <laughs> they should have stayed lost. <laughs> but it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always... Someone walked in with a b- b- blackface went, hello there! Who are you? I'm, doc- I'm the doctor? Doctor? <laughs> Which doctor? <laughs> Who doctor? Like, oh my God, they were complete racist. <laughs> back in those... Oh my God. That's embarrassing. It goes right along with the Disney theme back in the old days. <laughs> Big disclaimers on Big it. Big disclaimer. Uh, but it's, <sighs> it's, you know, like, I, I am, I am like, person that would be like, yeah, if, you know, if they had every episode, I probably would try right, and watch. Like, the, yeah. like, oh, I'll try this, you know. Right, let me see. Let me see how far I can get before I go. I got to punch out. <laughs> punch out, Maverick. Punch out. <laughs> <laughs> But it's you know it's it, it would it would be fun. But like I said, like I don't, I just don't see the like today crowd, the majority of Disney watchers right, right. like going, oh Doctor Who, like you know like no Eccleston on, yeah I could see that, yeah, maybe. you know you know. But I would. Hey, I remember the guy, the bad guy from the least liked Thor movie. <laughs> He's a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> No. Hey, see the guy from the Morbius movie, the bad guy from that one that no one saw? He's a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> David Tennant, he, he reprised Peter Venkman in the reboot Fright Night. He was good. He's a doctor. <laughs> Twice. Twice. Hey, the guy who gave Harry his wand, he was a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He was. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's going back. Yeah. Like, oh, all right. All right, so. <sighs> one of the wizards from Lord of the Rings, he's a doctor. Which one? Sylvester McCoy in the... Uh, oh, the, you're right. Yes, the brown wizard. Right, he was, yeah, the brown wizard. <laughs> 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 the bird poop on him. Right. <laughs> yeah, I forget his name, but yeah, you're right, he is. He is a, a wizard from Doctor Who. I mean, Doctor Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Oh, all right, well, there you have it, folks. That's I do have one more article, but uh, you know, it's not that big of a deal. It's a. I think we talked about the follow up on the original Bay of Voice actor response to backlash. Yes, confirmed she was offered fifteen k for being at Bayonetta three. Yeah, I don't really need. We don't really really hash that one. All right, well, that's all I got, folks. Thanks for listening. Guess what? Surprise! Surprise! It's gangsters. <laughs> Jokes on you <laughs> for a decade. It's ten same, years. Ten years of you going, wait, what? Son of a bitch, they got me. <laughs> Again. You would have thought, I mean, the big geeksters, if anyone their logo would have gotten you by now, but whoo, some people are just a little on the slow. <laughs> hey, by the way, I'm just going to cut right to it. <sighs> scroll, scroll, scroll. Uh, 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 uh. The number one worst TV show finale. Oh, that's right. I'm going to put this to bed. All right. Come on, Gary. Worry. Come on. Come on. Charlie's Angels. What? <laughs> so you're like, son of a bitch. Maybe we should have sat through the 20. <laughs> Apparently, Charlie's Angels has the worst finale because the show chose to end with a clip show, of all things. 
Jacqueline Smith's characters get shot, and the rest of the cast just waits and remembers better scenes from the better episodes. No thrills, just waiting. Wow. And then Charlie finally shows up wearing a surgeon's mask. I had that photo on my wall of the girls. Oh, yeah. You know? That was a classic. Jacqueline Smith. <sighs> Apparently, Battlestar Galactica, the reboot, was number two. The reboot? Uh-huh. The 1980? Yeah, purely exp- uh, express story finale. The show tried to pull its all-too-religious plot twist that clashes with his more philosophical, idea-driven sensibility. In short, the Galactica landed on Earth 150,000 years ago, and so the Cylon-human hybrid Hera Agathon becomes modern humanity's Eve, because God. Right. Apparently, Battlestar Galactica, the original, was number three. The gang just defeated the Cyclones in battle, and just before leaving to celebrate, a random butt bump actually catches the Earth's signals they've been looking for this whole time, but there's no one to see of them. It's not irony, it's space irony. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just I'm going to get rid of that article now. All right. you know, boom. Uh, removed. Uh, all right, remove. Big usual. Instead, four football true story biopics that are full of crap. No, just kidding. <laughs> I do have that one just in case. <laughs> Save that one for Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> this week, instead of watching football, here's four football true story biopics that were full of crap. Coming in at number four. <laughs> uh, one of them has to be the blind side. Uh, let's see, G- Kevin James' feel-good comedy home team downplays a violent scandal. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, uh. Come on. We're... Number three, 12 Mighty Orphans' Big Twist is a Lie. That was number three. Uh, I didn't remember that one. I didn't either. Uh, number two, Remember the Titans. Remembers the Titans all wrong. Right. They didn't win that game. They lost. <laughs> they lost. They lost. And number one. Number one. Number one. The biggest moment in Rudy was sarcastic. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so there you go. There you go. All right, folks, thanks for listening again. If you haven't already gone to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. Or, yeah, now just for shits and giggles, give Ed a hey, how you doing, partner? But contacting him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. It's S-H-A-W-N. Excelsior. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Wait, wait, we bought who? <laughs> <laughs>